Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast featuring Cold Eastwood, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the XNC Podcast live. And it is live. Welcome to the show. This is the XNC Podcast. I'm Cold Eastwood. And welcome to the show that I've been doing for almost a year. I'm super happy to be here. Glad for the chat. Everybody's showing up in the chat. And moderators like you, Donnie Kazada, who are here to keep things clean, clear, simple, and um, spam-free from that craziness. But today I've got a new face for this show and a returning favorite. So I kind of have two favorites here. Absolutely. I want to welcome to the show Samurai Kibiji. Uh before before I just say his name, I gotta say his claim to fame. Now he's got two pieces of claim to fame that are fairly recent. Uh guy's been making moves for a while, but he did a video a few months ago or a couple months ago about the Activision Blizzard Avengers meme. And he got a five-minute video. This guy has over a million views on this sucker. And then to add to that, Xbox put his reaction to the Series X in their documentary. Chat, audience, welcome to the show, Samurai Kiwiji. What a great intro. First off, happy you said the name correctly. Good job. (laughs) But yeah, I never expected that video to get past a million and to be in that. Everybody kept tweeting me at that trailer like, dude, I saw you in the documentary trailer. So yeah, it's really, I'm... It's super awesome to be on the show. Super happy to see the chat. Uh, I see Jose, and he says, exclusive. I thought that's funny. So, hello, Jose, and everybody else in the chat. Thank you so much for having me. We got to know, what's it what's it like to be famous? Tell us all about it. You know, <laughs> my agent is getting really tired because all we were getting paid before is in a, with just, like, nails from crappy rusty crap but now we actually get clean nails so it's it's all good oh, like all i thought good. you meant like stick on nails which would be fantastic i don't but... know where this bit was going but it's nails <laughs> <laughs> so another great guest uh the host of games talk live which i think is the cleanest clearest most fantastical entertaining podcast i was just on his show and fawn's this is Fonz. He never ceases to amaze me with his production, his quips, his 
he's got these great like mini commercials he makes. He does really great content. He's an up and coming longtime veteran of YouTube, but oh, he's part man. of the RDX podcast. Really great friend of mine. He makes excellent content. We all aspire to be like Fonz. Oh, we aspire sometimes already. to look like Fonz, but we always aspire to sound like Fonz. Welcome, Fonz, to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Shut up already. Don't talk about <laughs> me like that. No, I don't know. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, you know, you were just on my show yesterday. We had a lot to talk about. We had a fabulous time. It's always fun uh, when we get together because, you know, we're good friends in real life and we always get in party chats and just talk about games and stuff. So, again, this is like just one of those chats. You know, it's it's just fun. We just got yeah. another guy here with us, and we're in a party chat together. Well, That's this cool. is the coolest thing about That's the, the, you know, all of you here that are watching. You made it possible for me to do XNC podcasts, and what it does, it gives me an excuse to meet people like Samurai KBG, and like now we can we're going to do this show, and we're going to build a rapport. We might become friends. We might, you know, send each other a pen pal. It'll be we great. We might not. We might not. You know, we might kick <laughs> them to the wayside and say, you know, this KBGB guy. Oh, what a, the word yeah, might. Anyways. Like, mm, mm, uh, but no, no, that. he seems like a great <laughs> guy. Uh, but Colt, I do have to mention something. Uh, thank you for such, uh, you know, uh, high praise, especially coming from you who uh, I, I've looked up to your production and everything that you do here on YouTube. So, man, thank you. That means a lot. No, no, I it, it means a lot to me because I like to watch content that like really impresses me. You do really great stuff. I appreciate um, you, man. But yeah, I'm really glad to have you guys on here. There's been some great news that's been going on. There's some surprising news that maybe you wouldn't expect us to talk about, which we'll kind of uh, we'll dive into that in a little bit. Before I get started, I got to give a shout out to the channel members that are veterans have been with the show like over nine months sometimes some have been around for over two years we got ricky falon zenner white poochie wolf assassin to blue devario two gaming fault lines wreak havoc fox storytelling ronnie coots gaz dark cmf beta max dante moody alex wilson lord star killer robert jackson gamer mcfly assassin lupin nanopolymath suicide king yodana kizada Phil, KY Bob, William Lanza, and Matt Burns. And I know I read those names really quickly, but I've seen these names. I've talked to these people for months and months and months. So when when that name is read, it means a lot to me. Thank you for supporting the channel. If you do want to join the channel, you get custom emojis, you get early access. And then when you write something in the chat, people take notice because you're famous, like Samurai Kibi, Kibi G and, and Fonz, go. two famous dudes, right? But welcome to the yeah. show. So glad to have you. We got over 200 people here watching. Shout out to Boss My Little Papa, who's also here, always putting the hammer down on the chat, uh, taking care of things. And I've got a good friend of mine keeping track of super chats tonight. So a, a guest behind the scenes and behind the curtains. So yeah, thank you everybody. Let's get into a little topic. Uh, I know that Fawn's liked this game well enough for a little bit but Damn. assassin's creed origins is coming to game pass oh uh, this is this could kind of tie into some ubisoft talk a little bit but i really love this game i know fawns had had a turning point yes. uh fawns what do you think about origins coming to game what pass? Do i think about it <sighs> you know what enjoy <laughs> the first uh 50 plus hours or so uh you know I, I I played like seventy hours of that game, and I was loving yeah. it to the very end. And I'm not going to spoil it for the people who ha who haven't played it. But if you haven't, you know, play it, enjoy it. It you know, at least you're getting uh, getting it in Game Pass, and you're not spending sixty bucks. So, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. How about you, Samurai? Have you played Assassin's Creed Origins? 
This is going to be a crazy statement. Can't wait to see the chat blow up. I've never played a single Assassin's Creed game. What? I know. Honestly? I've never never played a single one. Not because I avoided it. I just never got to it. Have you mentioned this before? Or is this the Uh, first time you're mentioning it? Never publicly. Exclusive. It's an exclusive (laughs) right here. This is an exclusive. Samurai Kibiji has never Never played played a single Assassin's Creed. Well, I'll break yeah. it down for you. There are two camps. I, I do want to say uh, that like, really quick. I've heard that? great things about Origins and Odyssey. I've heard great Odyssey's things about those amazing. two. Yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of like two Assassin's Creeds. There's like the old last gen version, and then they kind of soft rebooted it. And um, it's so weird because I think Fonz and I both kind of had sort of given up on the love of Assassin's Creed uh, at a certain point, And then... Origins was great. I loved it all the way to the end. Fonz didn't. Towards the end, he's kind of got got annoyed with stuff, which is you, fine. You, but we yeah. both love Odyssey yeah. to death. It is uh, an open world Rise Sun of Rome that you could never have. It's so amazing. Um, and I know I see in the chat they love Odyssey and Origins. Um, Samurai, I got uh, you. Got to play Odyssey because it's almost like a open world Zelda type. I don't know. It's like it's got it's kind of got a little bit of everything. It's got this this combat that's really great. Like you, it's not preset. It's not like Batman where you just counter. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. just great. It but is. Yeah. It's awesome. It is a thing to come with Ubisoft kind of stepping into the fray with Game Pass. Uh, Kiwi, yeah. do you, what what do you think Ubisoft is thinking right now with Game Pass as they kind of maybe dip their toes in? Well, here's the thing: they've already kind of they've dipped their toe very heavily in by launching their, one of their big games this year through it. Right. Which was, um, uh, the rainbow six extraction game. They launched that day and date on game pass. And, mm-hmm. and that was a first for Ubisoft. So yep. them putting on a game, that's like what? Three years old, four, three or four. Something. Like I can't do that. the math. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, it's not like after the extraction thing, I'm almost like, I mean, that, about time kind of a thing like but Mm -hmm. i think they saw some good traction for maybe extraction and they're just they're starting to see what other publishers maybe are seeing it's like oh wow we can do that kind of a thing so yeah that could be a good thing i always i forgot about the extraction i even played it once or twice in game pass that game's not for me yeah yeah that's it's not for me but fonz did you play extraction no no i'm not big on those games but you know, I, I know a lot of people are, you know, I have friends that play those games and, uh, you know, I, I just, it's not for me, but I'm glad that Ubisoft's putting more into Game Pass. That means, you know, that we'll continue to see that. I mean, what are we hearing from these developers over and over is like, or at least seeing is the fact that they like Game mm-hmm. Pass. They like putting their games in Game Pass. It's, it's, it's good to see. All but one. Because <laughs> yeah, for somebody yeah. like myself who can see the value in Game Pass, and a lot of casuals are starting to see that as well. And that is what's motivating, I think, these developers. are seeing those numbers rise with engagement and all that. And th- that's only a good thing for us who enjoy Game Pass, man. And uh, we're just going to get more great games. That's what's yeah. cool yeah. about this. Yeah, they need to. Uh, one of the things that one of the problems is this spring has not been very big for Game Pass releases. There have been a couple of great games like we love. Um, guardians of the galaxy which went there oh, so great. they need more they need more of those deals i got a welcome to the channel new channel member kid mac welcome to the channel you get early access to videos and the joanna dark picture that i drew up for Ooh. your little channel are badge. you saying so, they get exclusives for joining exclusive 
Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like that. Oh, I love it. Hey, is it true, Fonz, did you put Tim Dog as a as a voice button on your little uh, m- magic board there yet? Oh, oh, oh Tim? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Looks like August MPDs are on lock. <laughs> oh, it's so great. So uh, real quick before Tim. we move forward, Tim has a famous video where uh, oh, uh, people man. called him out, but his voice is so great. We love Tim Dog so much. He's got so much fire. Um, see, I got a super chat here from Dexile Game Studios. Ooh, what a, I wonder what Dexile Game Studios is doing. I'm going to have to look them up. Thank you so much for the $2 super chat. They said, when is the Xbox show going to be? Where's the date? I cannot wait. We're going to get into the Xbox show here in a little bit, but um, w- we got to talk first about the most important feature on these new consoles. It, actually, it kind of is the most important feature. Samurai Keep BG, I don't know if you know much about VRR, if you know any of the technical. We don't, you don't like talk tech specs, but do you know what VRR does? Because it's finally coming to the PS5 a year and a half after launch. I have been hearing that for a while, though. <laughs> like, I know yeah. what VRR is. Like, uh, so Colt's referring to, uh, like, I just don't have as much to say on tech as maybe other folks. I know the gist somewhat, but yeah, VRR uh, is a great feature. And it, if it's finally about time to PS5, great. But I've just, I've heard that ever since launch day. It's, it's, it's coming. Don't worry. The dragons are coming. <laughs> but <laughs> the dragons are coming. <laughs> That's like what's, from The Hobbit. The dragons are coming. Like, I just think of the um, uh, the guy that writes Game of Thrones. I forget the South Park. The Gilmore, they're coming. But what's like <laughs> the George deal R. R. with George, the VRR? Yeah. yeah. Like, is there what's the source saying that now it's about to come to PS5 finally? George VRR Martin. Is that what it is, Fonz? Uh, uh, George VRR George Martin. R. R. Yeah, Martin. You're right. That's yeah, it. you're yeah. right. VRR. So yeah. I don't know. This actually, this news broke about an hour before the show. So I don't think. Even Fonz has had a chance to check into it. Uh, Fonz, have you? Is this news to you? As I say it, they said this week. No, it's not news because I tweeted about this hours ago. Oh, look at you! Yeah, I tweeted as soon as I saw the news hit. I tweeted about it because this is something that I've been waiting for and been like pushing for ever since I got the PS5. Because I mean, Xbox has always had it, and it's it's glorious. The fact that if you could take advantage of this on your television, people do so it works wonders for these games variable refresh rate on the series x is is just amazing it takes these games that drop just a few frames smooths it out make it seem like a crisp smooth 60 frames i love it man and it's coming to ps5 what's not to love here it's exciting but you're right uh kibi was saying that uh, we've been waiting for this for months we have Back in, I think, October of last year, news was ramping up, and, and we kept hearing people like write these reports and say, it's coming, it's coming, since like October. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I'm like, yeah. dude, what is it now, April, end of April? And it's finally coming. It's great, but it's about damn time. <laughs> so there's a, major, there's a major asterisk in the PS5 VRR fonts. But I want you to, before I say that, I want you to tell the audience, you and I were playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla at launch. Now, this is our first time playing a Assassin's Creed open world game, or actually it's really our first time playing a big open world game mm-hmm. on the new consoles at 60 frames because that was really uh, unorthodox on the Xbox One X or PS4 Pro, right? Yeah. So what was the main problem you and I had before VRR? Do you remember what the, the what plagued Valhalla? Oh, 30 frames. 
No. Uh, or, or the what? screen tearing. Oh, the screen tearing. Yeah. You and I used to complain yes. about screen tearing. So anytime you'd move okay. the camera, there would be horizontal tears yes, where, yes, where yes. the screen would not keep up. You know, yes. like the top half of the tree would be over here and it would rip and it would try to catch up because what VR does for for anybody who cares, basically, it will try and match the refresh rate. When you're playing a video game, it's giving you a picture, you know, 30 times a second or 60 times per second. Mm-hmm. So what the TV tries to do is if the game is dropping, it will try to come down with that smoothly. And that also eliminates screen tear. But the PS5 has never had that. So here's the asterisk, guys. They have 14 games that are supporting natively VRR. <sighs> That's not so good. they sold it as VRR, but they don't. It's not capable of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it has a system-wide unsupported VRR feature you can toggle on where it will try <sighs> and smooth out the performance. It doesn't boost performance and hopefully smooth out screen tearing, but just at a I don't know, because Xbox has a system-wide level, but they have an unsupported system-wide level. So I think this is why it's taken so long. But You're probably uh, right. So that I was ask and the you, fact that, and D, I got to give credit to D-Batch out there because he's been yep. pushing this well. Also, they've been trying to get it on their TVs as well. And I think they've been trying mm-hmm. to get that together, and they finally have got that worked out. So I think that's why they're now pushing this out as well. I think that's another reason. They wanted the Sony TVs to make sure they were up to snuff yes. before they gave yeah. them to LG, Samsung, Vizio, whatever, right? Facts. So, Facts. Um, yeah, so this is uh, it's an interesting thing. But really, when I was going to ask Samurai, where do you, do you mainly play or most of your big games on PC? No, I'm like... 80 percent my x 75 percent my xbox 15 percent my switch pull up his account let's check no i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm like i'm like barely i barely touch my ps5 i barely touch my pc sort of touch my switch but i'm mostly on my xbox and there's actually uh there was a good message like flush jackson earlier said like vrr is why i bought elden ring on my series x that's a good point like there's a lot of people that if a game supports vrr yeah, they're gonna if they have both consoles, they'll buy it on Xbox because it can do that, <laughs> and yeah. that that's that's a situation that PlayStation's had to deal with for a while. So if that's finally gonna be fixed, great, cool. Yeah, and I was gonna get at with the PC thing because um, oh, sorry, yeah, you you have to have a you have to have VR or uh, variable refresh rate or G Sync or V Sync on on your games because PC mm. gamers have been doing this forever because everything they play is at 60 fps and up and now for the first time with these new consoles you're playing everything at 60 so i have a really pricey capture card on my computer down here that you can't see and if i'm using that through my xbox i can't use vrr and it really is crummy when you see games tearing or when you see major spikes so anyway that's super boring but this is a good thing so <laughs> Yudonik Izada just dropped a super yep. chat with a code. I'm going to read it just right now because it's a code. You guys are going to jump on it. He gives out Assassin's Creed Origin. Uh, it looks like on Ooh. the Xbox, which is it is a must play. It's one of the most beautiful games of the whole generation. It's up there with Odyssey and some of the other games that I could name. But I mean, it's up there among the top five, I would say, best looking games. He says, Rest in peace to WaterEgg32 on Twitter.com. <laughs> Elon Musk sending him to Mars if he doesn't come out of an- anonymity. And I said it right. So WaterEgg32 is my 
uh, random name I always say about somebody online. But uh, thank you, Adani, for that super chat. Uh, I've also got one from uh, Christian. Thank you so much for the five-pound super chat. He says, I've been playing Skyrim again on my Series X, and it looks fantastic. The AI are terrible. What do you guys think Bethesda needs to do to improve their games the most? Well, he's uh, talking Fonz. about how old is that game? I mean, of course the AI has been upgraded since then. You can like, put a bucket on their head. I, I mean, yeah. Fonz, I, you go look, first on this one. No, 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 no. I'm just saying this, this is a very old game right now that you're playing through. Uh, just because it has a fresh coat of paint doesn't change the fact that it's 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 old tech. And, and they're with the Creation 2.0 engine now. We got to see what they come with. With Starfield, I think it's going to be uh, much improved. They talked about improving the the AI already in uh, their engine and everything. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing with that because I think this is a real test of what Bethesda is going to do in this next generation. And I think they're, yeah. they're going to improve on everything from the graphics to the physics to the animations to the AI. You're going to see everything overhauled for Bethesda. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to second. I was going to second Fonz there. That's basically everything you just said. Because I is it a new engine or they upgraded? It's their upgraded, engine, right? Two, yeah, two okay, point yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they're upgrading it, and Starfield's going to be like a next gen only game, which I didn't realize for the longest time. And then I saw that, I was like, oh wow. Um, so they're doing that for a reason. They're as just Fonz said, this is their next step up to prove themselves. So I think I think we'll be in for a surprise. Yeah, I'm for a treat. um. It's Creation Engine 2, and it's been overhauled from... They keep upgrading as they make new games. So Fallout 4 was massively upgraded from Skyrim. So when... Uh, see, who was that? When when uh, Christian was asking about what they can improve. Um, Samurai, what are you expecting to see different? Because I, I know you've played around with Skyrim and, and Fallout 4. How do you think the characters are going to how that's going to play for Starfield. So we haven't seen any gameplay. Like what are, what are they, what major improvements do they need to make? So admittedly, the Bethesda RPGs never really grabbed me. I've tried them all. And I think the thing that would help me, like, you know, get me more into it is, and that's just because RPGs are hard for me. Like I recently mm. just played mass effect last year for the first time. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, you mean too much, and, uh, too much to like. I just hate making once. decisions. I just hate <laughs> making decisions. Yeah, <laughs> but but in terms of like the gameplay, that was something that always kind of about the Bethesda things. It just didn't feel that smooth to me in terms of everything, and I think that's something I would really like, and maybe the frame rate boost to help with that. But like in terms of just mechanics, I want things to kind of just flow better, like. Mm-hmm. whether it's movement or switching to things or whatever i just want a more flowy thing that's why bethesda i've always loved what machine games and id does is because their gameplay just freaking flows but those are very oh, different yeah. types of games so yeah yeah it's good that you mentioned machine games because they helped fallout 4 with the shooting mechanics so i'm expecting mm-hmm. them to have learned a lot for shooting in starfield which you yet to see but yeah I, I'm expecting good things. Another game that everyone is talking about. There was this whole, um, everyone was like really dead set that God of War Ragnarok was going to come out next year. And I think Fonz and I were some of the few people that were pretty adamant that it would come out. What was your, what was your games release prediction on Ragnarok Fonz? 
Hold on, Colt. I'm blocking Kibi on Twitter and uh, for not liking Bethesda games. Man, I, I no, say not like. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you don't just care for, for like the RPGs, yeah? I, it's just I, that's the only reason why. It's just yeah, RPGs. I love their RPGs, so it's just a thing for me. But yeah. um, no, no, no. We all have our different preferences for games. Yeah, and Randall Thor nineteen doesn't even like Fallout games. Ra- so Ragnarok, you know, that's something I've been arguing with a lot of people in the community was that Ragnarok was never going to be delayed this year. Uh, it was always coming this year, in my opinion. Like I, every time I saw. Uh, anybody say something about it, I'd be like, no, 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 it's it's not going to get delayed. It's mm-hmm. it's coming. And so I think it's going to be here uh, by October, by the end of October for sure. No later, because it's got to come out before Starfield. It has to. It has to. You can't come out like right after Starfield. It's, it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Xbox has a pretty good lineup of games coming in this year, and we'll talk about that when we get into their event they're going to do be doing pretty soon here but oh and there um, will be no delay for starfield people just cut that nonsense out i saw that on twitter today stop it stop it they've never delayed games bethesda didn't delay it. fallout 4 fallout 3 skyrim none of those games were delayed they put out a, you know a, a date they stuck with it and matter of fact they didn't even show gameplay to like those summers before they came out so i think it i think it already was delayed Honestly, I think um, maybe I maybe, think Jeff yeah. Grubb was on to something when he thought the game was coming out um, would have been last year. Yeah, but they year. didn't announce anything. Is right. that, that's what I'm saying. So like, I think it got an internal delay that was invisible to us. So I think they're pretty good. We have over 500 people who are watching the show. If you're here, enjoying the Ecstasy podcast with Samurai KBG and Fonz from Games Talk Live and the and the Fonzarelli, Jay Fonzarelli channel. Uh, hit the like button, please uh, show your support for the channel. Let's get that up to 500 before we end the show. And that proves that I've got two great guests here and we're doing a good job with the show. So thank you so much for the chat, for being here. If you have questions, I'll try and keep an eye on those. But the next thing that uh, is kind of a little bit obscure and it's an old tweet, but Z Huge, who mm-hmm. is an analyst in the games industry, said in August of 2017, take your minds back to win the Project Scorpio uh, was now called the Xbox One X. It had been shown at E3 a couple months before, so we knew the Xbox One X was coming out. Xbox only had Forza Motorsport and Super Lucky's Tale, and the upcoming Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2 were like their only exclusives. D- Daniel Ahmad of, from, of Z-Huge, is his name on Twitter, said he's looked into it. Xbox no longer has a blank check to i don't have the exact words but to to sustain their platform and that he heard that they were not being supported and that management basically wanted them to just fizzle out and die and if you remember well if you were here Fonz and i were on rdx those weeks during august of 2017 something changed a month later and it was phil spencer getting promoted to head of gaming for Microsoft and Xbox. <clears throat> so the people on social media were hassling Z huge and telling him how wrong he was, because we know right now, obviously we all know that they have spent 70 plus billion dollars and more than that in acquisitions over the past couple of years. KBG, you've been following this take your mind back. Where was Xbox sitting in 2017? As far as, um, 
drowning in their own pool of nothingness. <laughs> that's that, but that's just it. Like that, it's funny you say 2017 specifically because that was literally just before they started doing these acquisitions. They their E3 mm-hmm. show in 2018 is when they started to actually build up their first party studios. But yeah, I yeah. if it wasn't for this stuff, I always tell people, and and oh boy, God's of War people will be like, that's BS. Like, dude, mm-hmm. I, look. <laughs> Before they started doing these acquisitions, the situation was, even if they did start making some great games, absolutely fantastic games, they just had no way to produce enough of them. They just they would otherwise have to make a bunch of partnerships repeatedly or whatever, and they got mm-hmm. these studios to help handle that. And and they just keep ramping it up because yeah, they had the they got the amount of studios right. But they still they still needed to keep producing more and more. And that's the thing that they're doing this for. It would have taken too long to just do it with their in-house studios and make partnerships and hope after like 10 years of working with that person, they'll join. Microsoft gave them the money to fix that. That's uh, yes. I can piggyback off that. that. I can piggyback off that and say that. So Phil Spencer, a man in a dream. Okay. Yeah. A man in a dream. He's, he, you know, because if you Handsome think about Bill it, Spencer. it was June 1st, 2017, when we had Game Pass launch. So, okay. Phil Spencer, I mean, come on. It's all about this guy. This is about delivering great exclusive games for you <laughs> that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. That's what it's about. This is his dream. And, you know, this is the, he wanted to be the Netflix of gaming. And don't even start with yeah. the jokes out there, people, about, can't be the Netflix of gaming. Netflix is going down. No. Netflix ain't going anywhere. They're just making another tier for ads. That's that's all its own thing. But anyway, this is why Phil Spencer uh, got the blank checks. He had this dream of Game Pass and doing this for the consumers. A value like Game Pass, it just speaks to everybody. And it spoke to the, 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 the upper management there at Microsoft. And they said, hey, that's a great idea. Let's do it. We're all in. Here's a blank check. Go get the studios. Because you need it to fill up Game Pass. So that's what they did. I mean, it's fairly obvious. It, it's really ri- crazy that that happened a month after uh, Phil was promoted, a month after Zhuge's tweet. And the following year at E3 2018, and I remember it so clearly. I was talking to Dealer Gaming about it. We both remember Phil's wearing that jean jacket. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing like yeah. the jean jacket and the t-shirt. And he said, and the Converse. we are committed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he said, we are committed to building quality first-party studio games. Mm-hmm. And and they said that they were deep in development of new Xbox consoles, which was like a key word. And so they had already planned to make two consoles out the gate for next generation and have all these studios and all these games. And everything changed. And everyone kind of went after Z-Huge because you were wrong. But he was absolutely right. In August, the information that was available to him was... Xbox was left to just kind of drown in the quicksand of their own problem with third-party studios. And Samurai, you said it really well. Like they could go out and get these third-party deals, right? Like work with other studios or other publishers. But in the past few years, that had not been working for them. Quantum Break didn't really hit. Recore was not all that. I'm don't argue with me. I don't think Recore was very good. I didn't love it. Okay. 
Sorry, Uh-oh. but uh, I didn't even did play ha- it. So I don't they know. did have some <laughs> third-party games. You remember in the Xbox One, right? Fawns, some of the third-party games they had. Rise was Rise was pretty good. It was it pretty good. It didn't it land. Crackdown was a mess, even though I loved it. You can love ReCore, and I'll love Crackdown. How about that, Chad? Oh, I mean, no. we're all different, right? Don't you dare, Fawns. Don't you dare. <laughs> but what a what a big change. <laughs> a hundred of what hundreds of hours with friends. Yep. Yep. Oh, and they took that away from me. They so, took it away from you, man. I we, know your, we your are, intentions wait, were what good. what did they take Cole. away? Oh. So back in 2017, let's take you back in time to 2017 <laughs> when God of War was supposed to be coming out soon. Crackdown was supposed to be coming out that year. Oh. And I said, God of War will be an amazing eight hours, but I'll have 100 hours blowing up buildings online with my friends in Crackdown 3. And uh, the biggest my, tragedy in gaming. It the biggest well. tragedy. But two years later, so... it took two years. It took two years. exactly two years from that tweet until Crackdown finally came out. Two whole years. I mean, that's <laughs> two years. And Cloud Gen and uh, Dave, David Johnson or David, I can't remember his name. The creator of Crackdown bailed. He took an offer and walked with mm. that uh it was horrible horrible but um to be fair to record though uh there were moments i really really liked it and then i kind of got lost then i ran into a boss i couldn't even beat and i was like and it's 30 frames and oh you know maybe i'll go back to it maybe i gotta get but a shout out to- finally get the 100 hours though colt i remember you left the uh the game on pause oh and you just walked away no, boss. 100 hours i love it i love it no i actually do have 100 hours in the campaign because i played it like three times you did you played it with a lot. by myself oh, wow. with underachiever and dealer and i played who outfit together and then i played a bunch with my son my son actually really likes it but you know trash oh Let me give a I, shout I cut out. you off yeah give those shouts out i, I cut you off <laughs> this is the great thing about when you get somebody who runs their own show like they know how to handle themselves no I, do, right, I, I, I don't you guys are good at giving these shout outs and stuff <laughs> i'm still learning man all right well, let me show you how to do it all right yeah, i gotta me. give a shout out to dark cmf who's not just a channel member of 14 months he's got the cortana the halo infinite cortana but he's also a good friend we talk baseball and we talk 80s and 90s because, you know, he's like us, Fonz. He's an old soul. He says, he's man, Fonz couldn't even dress up or lose the hat tonight. Heathen. I, I got Sanford and Son, all right? He called. That's good enough. Sanford and Son. That, that's dressing up, man. That's that's swanky gear right here. So I was he on Fonz's show. called you a heathen. I saw that. He you a heathen. <laughs> I didn't go to the church or PlayStation. I not to laugh. All right, Colt, I, I didn't attend the church or PlayStation like you did yesterday before my show, <laughs> I did. so forgive I did. me. I did. I went on Fonz's show yesterday in a full suit and tie, and um, hey, I got some compliments. I was looking good. Now I'm wearing the Doom Eternal shirt. And pre-show Samurai's that. like, bro, yeah. why are you wearing the Doom? I, I miss playing Doom. And I said, didn't go anywhere, bro. And so we were <laughs> backstage it. before you joined. We were like, what's it making? <laughs> so <laughs> I miss that game, dude. Battle mode's so much fun. I don't care what anybody says. I love battle mode. I liked battle mode. I didn't play it on uh, Eternal, but I, I played it a lot on the first Doom. I call it Doom 2016. Yeah, and I didn't care for that. <laughs> yeah. It's because well, they like, made hey, like Eternal be like the campaign. That's they. We know you guys just want to kill some demons. There you go. What? Maybe I need to. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to check that out. But uh, mm. the, the other thing we got to talk about. Mm-hmm. The elephant in the <laughs> is, room. No. 
the elephant in the room is as Aaron Greenberg, head of marketing, tweeted, supported, that's not confirmed. nice to call him that. <laughs> that's tweeted, not nice, com- Colt. What? No, just I'm go. missing just the joke here too. Yeah, yeah. The elephant in the room, and then you mentioned Aaron Greenberg. Oh, I'm like, that's oh. not funny, Colt. Oh, gotcha. Okay, you guys mm. are goofy. You guys are goofy. So okay. Fonz, I don't remember what I was going to say now, but he did. <laughs> he did. He, he tweeted. He you were talking about him tweeting. He confirmed. Yeah, tweet. He yeah. revealed that Xbox Series S and X have sold more than the Xbox 360. And boy, did that really oh. drive people crazy on social media. I got mad. While that was, while they were going crazy, I saw the numbers and I sat here and made a video about how VG Charts is changing their method to be more more accurate okay so uh yeah you'll have to check that out but the head of vg charts who started yeah time machine again he started running the channel or running the site uh from whoever used to have it in 2017 time that the xbox one x was going to come out and they started to try and make the hardware sales estimates more accurate so he has been adjusting to try to get something a little more accurate but it was toxic. It was so toxic for Aaron Greenberg to support VG Charts when 10 year, 12 years ago, KBG, 12 years ago, Aaron Greenberg tweeted, laugh out loud, no one uses VG Charts. They aren't accurate at all. Did you see this, but, this tragedy? But how, how could he do such a thing when it was a decade ago? How? A whole decade. <laughs> he, he doesn't deserve to have his job. It's terrible. Can you imagine if he did that 20 years ago? It'd be twice as bad. Oh, my Jeez. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw this all unfold. Did you You saw some of the bad takes? They were calling him out. They were quote tweeting him. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I just, I hate those. Just. But you said this years ago. No, I don't. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> they said maybe, this years ago. Maybe within yeah. t- 10, 12 years, VG charts got more accurate. Who knows? Like, do we have maybe. the data? Do we I have mean, the data we, for this? We learned that afternoon after Aaron Greenberg tweeted that uh, William D'Angelo, who runs VG charts now, said, I took over in 2017 and I've tried to make the software and the hardware estimates more accurate. He said, if only the re- numbers were reported like they do in the movie and the other entertainment businesses. Yeah. So he's frustrated that they have to use some type of interpolation, which they he said they used to interpolate the numbers, and now they wait for fiscal reports, retail reports, and then they had, kind of have to fill in the blanks from there. But what this means, now we could get boring about the numbers, what this means is that there is a rumor, Fonz. Fonz, you, you watched Xbox flounder and kick butt oh, through yeah. many, many years. But there is a rumor, Fonz, and you're hearing it right here first, that Xbox might be slightly ahead worldwide ahead of the PS5. Whoa. That's that's pretty big. You know, especially, I know a lot of people will say, well, it's due to the lack of uh, PS5s out there in the wild. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever it may be, I mean, both companies are, are hurting for um, parts and, and stuff for these consoles. If Microsoft is getting a, a bit more of these parts and able to make more consoles, so be it or whatever, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it still shows that people are wanting to buy an Xbox. That's the key here. It doesn't matter 
if there's not enough PS5s, and that's why people are buying. No, people don't just settle and say, I can't get a PS5 that's $500. I'll just settle for this other $500 box. No, the casuals don't do that. People are interested in Xbox, and a lot of people don't like to hear that, but that's just the truth. I mean, with the value of Game Pass now, uh, it, it's it's getting people more, you know, inv- it makes people want to buy an Xbox, plain and simple. You know, I have friends that are casual and, and they are, are noticing Game Pass. They're subscribing to Game Pass now. It's something, uh, my boss, he was a PlayStation fan last year and he bought an, or two years ago, he bought an Xbox. He decided he didn't want a PS5. He likes Game Pass. And I, I, I was blown away by that, but it's just, it, it's value and People are actually, they're interested in value. So Xbox, they're doing good stuff, man, and for the consumers. And right now, that's all that really matters. People say, what do I want to spend my hard-earned money on? I've got $500 in in my wallet. Do Mm -hmm. I want a PS5 or do I want an Xbox? They obviously want the Xbox. It's being sold. It's it's great. Can you you go into your store right now and find a Series X? No, you can't. Just just as you can't Somebody find a will. PS5. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll go to, like, I saw people even posting stuff, even about the PS5. Well, in Kuwait, they have some. And I'm like, come come on. Kuwait? You have to go that far? Like, <laughs> Some no. Fred Meyer on some remote island next to or, Fiji or something? Or somebody yeah. will be like, you know, well, in Podunk, Alabama, I've got a full stock of PS5s. You know, there's a whole three of them, you know, in, in, in my Walmarts. And I'm just like. Okay, but there's but there's crazy honey badgers blocking the front entrance, yep. so no one can get in there. What, they're, what bundled, you, they're bundled with an air fryer, so you can't just buy the <laughs> PS5. You know, you got to spend eight hundred dollars. Shout so. out to the bundled air fryer and PS5 deal yep. at the uh, Alabama, Podunk, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. The honey badger Walgreens Samurai. What what are you hearing uh, amongst like your gaming friends and peers and your audience about? Uh, the availability of the PS5 and the Series X console, uh, as we look at these, these sales figures here. I mean, I admit, um, and thank you, uh, Carolina, for subbing to the channel. Appreciate that. Uh, the I admit, I am I am of the mindset of just availability. That's really it, because these things are just the bots take it, whether we're buying them or not. The bots freaking take them, and you go to the stores, you'll see Series S's available, which is it's just always a, a trip for me whenever I go into a Walmart <laughs> or a Best Buy and see one of those. But you never see the Series X, which is really interesting. Um, so in terms of the Series X, I, I just think it really is availability. And people, for whatever reason, just aren't going to the Series S as much as, admittedly, I thought. But yeah. I, if the numbers really are... Okay, well, there was a statement. I don't remember who said it. It was probably Phil or something, but they were saying this is like the most successful Xbox we have ever done or had, you know, and it's crazy. Yeah. And so somebody else was asking me in the chat. Do you think that they should reveal the numbers or whatever? Did they kind of already do that by saying this is the best console they've had? You know, like if that <laughs> if they it could have been PR talk, but if they meant it, then yeah, that outpaced the 360, and that was their last most highest selling console. And that's I think bonkers if it did. I think that's I crazy. think they kind I think they kind of do want to brag the sales because they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you you nail it so perfectly when you said Phil said we've outpaced 
the 360 because he said the same thing back in 2018 uh, where he said that the Xbox One, because it was well known among the media and the games community that the Xbox One was a failure, but Microsoft and Xbox looked at the Xbox One and thought, well, we've outpaced the uh, Xbox 360, which was massively popular in the three-year... <laughs> well, I mean, it would have put... It would have put the Xbox at like 60 million when VG Charts okay. was saying that they'd only sold 50 million like far into the generation. So it it is kind of weird. Like Phil's like, I, he said just not long ago, we are not going to report the, the numbers of Xbox Series S and X consoles, even if we are outpacing the competition. So they've made their stand. But then there's been many times, like you pointed out, KBG, that they've said, we'll, we've done really good compared to the Xbox 360. And I think the answer is as popular as the 360 was that gaming has gotten exponentially bigger in yes, the mainstream. Yes. And you and yes. I and Fonz have all watched it happen when uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys, yeah. I got to read some super chats. They've got some great questions yeah, coming in. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you guys just a few years ago, uh, 2014, when, when Wolfenstein new Order was out, I was starting my YouTube channel, trying to get it rolling. And I had friends, people at work, uh, colleagues, just different friends that thought gaming was for nerds. And I was ashamed to say that it was my favorite hobby. That has changed over the past couple of years after that. So hard, yeah. But it's so, it's so true. I was so ashamed to say that my favorite thing was not to read books, not to go watch the movies, not to go water ski. That at, at this point in my life, gaming was my absolute favorite thing. Now I own it big time. Then who cares about what I have to say? I got to read some of these things that you guys are saying. But that doesn't mean a lot to me to say that. That yeah. gaming has gotten so big. That's why it's outpaced the 360 even let's see we got uh supernova thank you so much for the two dollar super chat it says recore number one uh <laughs> i you know what supernova i'm gonna go back i'm gonna reinstall that because i think it's fps boosted uh i'm gonna go back to that boss and try to beat that game uh it's out here it's increasingly hard but shout out to boba fett gaming who joined the channel membership with the australian five talk to this guy on xbox live whenever i can he's super nice he says use anonymity in a sentence okay uh Samurai KBG is wants to use his anonymity to be on XC podcast because we're all frauds. There we go. See, I did it. <laughs> so the other day I did a promo KBG where I oh, saying gosh. your name is almost as hard as saying anonymity. Yeah. But I I had to say, say the word anonymity. Keebs. I've heard that. I'll too. say I'll say Keebs. <laughs> I get I got permission. So I had to use I had to say that um, a VPN keeps your anonymity online but I, I had this camera right here i'm recording the promo and i messed up the word like 80 times i put it up on twitter and people had a laugh at my expense so i'm good for it super you, you were drunk that someone. day you were drunk that day <laughs> you guys know that I this is mountain my only dew. drink just i off mountain, drunk dew. On mountain dew so super is that Nova, a mountain so dew zero sir? it is my it is my g good and one. not sponsored one. uh I like that. trying to keep <laughs> trying to keep bad. the dad bod down that's what i'm uh, talking about Shout out to Supernova. Thank you so much for the $10 Super. It says, joking aside, Record needed some time and a budget. Could have been a beautiful world and enjoyable platform, but it was clear the budget was low due to low content. And I got to give a shout out to mm -hmm. Record's combat system. I really mm -hmm. like that combat system. I like the switchable ammo types and pulling on the, uh, the what do you call them? Keeps? The little balls? I don't want to say balls. Uh -oh. <laughs> I remember... Just, you just gotta pull anyway. Balls. You gotta pull the cores out. The cores, gosh. Okay. 
You guys got me all flustered. The chat's got me going crazy. I like right that now. system. You have to pull it like you're bringing in a fish. I think that's great. So I will give it another shot. Uh, Lord Starkiller, thank you so much for the $10 super. He says, supply issues affect Sony and Microsoft and many other companies. Great to see Xbox so competitive this gen. So right yes. now, Fonz, Xbox has, each week, Xbox has been selling over the PlayStation 5 by a factor of two to one. Do you remember who Take Kim is from Bloomberg and what he said? No, I, I don't remember. He is a journalist for Bloomberg who said that PlayStation is going to whoop the Xbox this generation. Oh, I remember two to one. that quote. I remember that quote. Two to one. And and yeah, okay. So I've always fair, said fair this. Bonds. I've always said this for years now on podcasts. Uh, anytime, hey, time, 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 time. Okay. Shout okay. out to Sean Labrie in the chat. I, I Sean. saw Sean Labrie here several, several, several chats ago. He's amazing. Uh, he's also moderating the chat, so we have to say hi. I hope you can go back to what you're saying. Fond oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I forgot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I've been saying for years that with every new generation is a fresh start. And these companies can change things and turn things around. I mean, look at what happened with the 360 and the PS3. And I, I know at the end, the PS3 overtook the 360 just barely, but it did. And that's because they started working on their games doing better things, doing better for the consumer with the PS4. I mean, re we remember that whole fiasco with the DRM stuff and the whole, mm -hmm. this is how you, uh, uh, you know, uh, trade a game with your friends and he hands the guy the disc or whatever. That, that was, was brilliant. Keeps meme. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. We got a <laughs> so, console for you. It's 360. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Don Matrick, yeah. Don Matrick wasn't a very good, you know, leader. Uh, but anyway, Things changed with the Xbox One era and the PS4 era. Going into this generation, I thought the same thing. Hey, things can change, guys. And I'm not saying that, you know, they can't, you know, PS5, there, there's nothing they can do now. Xbox is going to get ahead and they're going to pull away and there's nothing. No, they are. I, I think this generation, above all other generations, we're going to see all these consoles. I got to include the Nintendo Switch as well because, you know, they still do numbers. They're, you know. Oh, yeah. Jeez, my, my son came downstairs the other night, told me he played that Kirby game and was like, nine out of 10, dad. And I'm like, hmm, I, okay. I agree. Uh, I had some choice words, <laughs> yeah. but uh, anyway, <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. Uh, oh. and, and, you know, if you like your Switch, you like your Switch. But, Sometimes a game is just magic, though. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, get I haven't. It. I get it. I haven't bought Kirby, but what looking at it, I just know it's going to capture But people. no, but my, my so, basic yeah. overall thing wild. here is yeah. that I think that they are going to be the most competitive we've ever seen. And, and, yeah. and Microsoft is in this mix with Game Pass. Uh, now PlayStation, you see them doing certain things that's sort of emulating Microsoft in a lot of ways. And that's because competition pushes these innovations, and we're seeing yeah. that unfold in front of us. And it's amazing. As a gamer, I, I love it, man. Everything going on right now is amazing. I just wish we had more AAA new games coming out right now. That's what I wish we had. Yeah, yeah, and and they're but, coming. But they're in coming. The fall, they're but coming. Yeah, the the wait has been ridiculous, and I got to book in that by saying that if you if Xbox continued to flounder and went away, just with PlayStation's lead, we have seventy dollars games being pushed by them and some of the big publishers. So that competition is so important. I got to give a shout out to the chat. We've got over 700 people here watching. Hit the like button. Let's get that up to 500. I know a lot of you are having a good time because if you see me looking over here and not at my guests, 
You guys are messy and hilarious in the chat, and I do see it. You guys are keeping me entertained. Keep it up. You guys are doing a great job. Hit the like button. Um, let, we we kind of talked about the past a little bit. Now we're going to get into the future, uh, which is really – there's really good stuff going on. There is one game that we got to talk about that's coming in the future. There's a couple question marks. I'll start with Keebs. Indiana Jones from Lucas Games and Machine Games and Bethesda. What in the heck? When in the heck? What in the heck? What in the heck? <laughs> What's going on with that? When did they announce this? This I think it was during COVID's first year, I think. Yeah. I think yeah, it was. I think, so. I think it was 20. So 2020, they announced that. And uh, they wrapped I do up have specific Wolf questions, by the way, too. but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I just. Okay, it's let me start while, with this. And I hope we see it. it. it we I hope don't... we see it this year. <laughs> Like I, I can't just drop that in your lap and expect you to have something to actually work with. Because... Yeah, no, no. Hey, I work with them, and I can tell you everything you need to know. So I'm just waiting on that. Okay, okay. So what, what the what the fans want to know is why Indiana Jones? Is it going to be a first person game because it's machine games? Mm-hmm. Please. And then one more question: Is it going to be exclusive to Xbox, or was the licensing already a done deal? So I really hope it's third person, truly, because Me too. it was so yeah. disappointing. And for those listening to audio, both of them are nodding their heads. So we're all in agreement on that. Yes, <laughs> because we are. Nice. Thank you they, for doing that. Yes. Yeah, Thank you. This but, show is also on Spotify, <laughs> Google, and Pocket Podcasts. I usually kind of reset that in. But if you're listening after the fact, on the audio version, like Samurai KBG said, yes, we are nodding our heads. Like, yes, we, we all want this third heads. person. Thank you for supporting the show uh, on the podcast platforms. Go ahead. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but um, but the another outside of just because it's Indiana Jones, like Indiana Jones, you want to see the character. It's such an iconic character. First off, it's one of the most iconic characters of all time, and if you're just doing first person, that that doesn't do justice to what that property is. I know I'm doing the wrong. Can you imagine that with but... a whip and everything, first person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How it's ridiculous so... would that look, Fonz, with a first person whip? And Kiwi's so, right. Like, it's it. You wouldn't have a Tomb Raider. You wouldn't have Uncharted if it wasn't for Indiana Jones. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, but another reason in terms of big picture is, and I agree with this. There's a lot of folks that say, you know, Xbox is just RPG and first person city now. That's what it is. Yeah. And this would be a perfect potential thing that would be a third person action adventure, which everybody goes to PlayStation for. They have that in Facts. the bag. And so Indiana Jones would be a great thing to do that. And the second thing, is it going to be exclusive? I think it being tied to LucasArts makes it complicated. I really do. But but let me take it to Fonz. Fonz, KOTOR was an exclusive on Xbox. Now it's a timed exclusive on PlayStation. It's Good also point. a LucasArts and Lucas Games IP. Yeah. Point. Yeah, I, I I think we're gonna get a timed exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna get a timed exclusive on that. You think they're I gonna do. try and make it exclusive? I think I think there'll be like I think what it'll be is like a six month deal and, and get it mm-hmm. timed on Xbox into Game Pass and then after that go to PlayStation. Six months is a long time. A lot of people out there say, you know, well, these timed exclusives don't really work or whatever. They do. They do mm-hmm. work because a lot of people end up buying them right away because of FOMO and all that. Uh, people like uh, Deathloop, for instance. I know a lot of Xbox guys who also have a PlayStation that bought it on PlayStation. Yeah, they didn't, didn't want to wait. wait. 
I mean, so, people will buy, will pay eighty or ninety dollars to get a game three days early with a little bit extra DLC. So, yeah, yeah, that's why people go to the movie theater. You know, they could wait for it to come to you know home video, True. but they don't. They go to the theater because they want to see it. They can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, it, that's can a we great still call point. It home video. <laughs> well, that's a great point because even if it, yeah. even it comes, even if a movie comes to a streaming platform, say thirty days later, people still don't wait. They rush to the theater. Right. So. Yeah, it's actually yeah. a good uh, comparison that Fonz just brought up, though, because that'd be kind of interesting in terms of Lucas Arts. Like, all right, Kotor remake, PlayStation gets that for a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, Xbox gets that for a year or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. I'll I'll throw in throw in my two cents. I think that mm-hmm. these licensing agreements aren't always set up the same way because bethesda has always made their games for everyone so i thought hey what if there was nothing in the language that says this game has to come to all platforms because bethesda was already a multi-platform developer so what if if that language was never in there that this is just going to be a game and they had to stay true to the licensing and it had to be approved by lucas games and lucas arts right and all that stuff and then when phil's like oh by the way that that uh indiana jones game you guys have started on like can we make that exclusive? And and Todd's like, well, let me check with my lawyers. And I'm like, I don't see why not. That that could be a possibility. But let me read a couple supers here. We got Hargit Chani, a really good friend of ours. Amazing. Gosh dang, Hargit, you and I haven't talked on Xbox in a couple days. He says, I cannot wait until the Activision Blizzard King deal is done. Xbox will be a really good deal for most casual gamers. They should make a Call of Duty edition Series S or X and sell it this holiday season. That thing would go like crazy. Boba Fett Gaming with Australian 5. Thank you for checking out the show if you're from Australia or if you're over here where it's, uh, you know, it's not in the late evening. You know, my buddies in the UK that we always get to talk to, it's super late. They're already knocking Zs. But he says, great show and guests. Kibi G and Fonz, can't wait to rock my X and C shirt at PAX. Got to run. Keep it real. Oh, man. Yeah, he's another content creator, too. Shout out to Boba Fett Gaming. Great guy. Yeah. And Biff Rinaldi, great name. He was he supered on your yep, yep. show yesterday. Great, great name. name. He says the KFC console war was an air fryer. Do you remember the KFC console, Samurai? That's right. It yes. Was. Yes. It, look, it looked like an air fryer. Uh, actually, it really yes. was. It could keep your chicken warm. Did they ever make one to sell to anybody? Or did they just... Didn't I was they about to ask one? that same question. <laughs> I, I bet think you they, they probably made, made like a PC least. prototype with, you know... They probably did that. That's what I thought. I thought like only like some PC versions went around, but <laughs> I don't That's know. If amazing. Well, I would have need to make one. I'll be all up there. Dark CMF, thank you so much for the ten dollars super. Hey, Dark, let's get on MLB and play a game against each other. Your team versus my team, because uh, I think that'd be a good time. He says, "I know a guy who has a friend who knows a guy who works at GameStop somewhere. They had twenty PS fives just a few days ago." Also, he says, "Money talks." People want value for their money. Y'all yeah. rocking killer tees. I got to look back at the, at the shirts here. Well, Samurai's got the he's got the. So smooth say, I'm white just like tea. the clean white whatever. Clean white. Tea. I do this to pop out against my background. <laughs> there you go. I, I like to hide like this. I have yeah. a plain black shirt, and it just looks like a floating head. Yeah, it <laughs> does. Bonds, let, me the, let me see the. Let me see the Sanford it's, and it's, Sons it's, again. Hey, it's Sanford and Son, baby. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, Lamont. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Uh, Hargit Chani, thank you so much again for the five dollar. He says Xbox could say they have sold more consoles than their competition to shareholders and leave it at that. That would be a big statement. So if they said to the shareholders, KBG, would that ever come out 
publicly somehow get leaked maybe say to the shareholders what what that they're selling more consoles than playstation like no. say that to the shareholders get them excited to get them bolstered up what you think i really think like that, that they're just keeping it on the wrap i don't think they're ever going to release those numbers i really don't that they're they're trying we're, we're dealing with a much more modest xbox i feel like these days they're making massive plays but they don't really boast about it too much so I, I think know. they would boast about it. I, I I don't know. I have a feeling. I think they, they want to, but I'm with Keebs that they they won't because they really do have a great modest. They're much it's more their modest. Image. Yeah. Yes, and they got beat down pretty good for about eight years, and so you gotta be you gotta be thankful for what you have. And I think Xbox is trying to show that that they're thankful. The crazy thing is, I'll say this: I wanted to tweet this out, but I think people would totally freak out. I'm going to say something that is so terrible, but we heard it. <laughs> we heard this for so long. PlayStation is, is in third place right now. It could be right. PlayStation could be in third place to a console that you don't have to buy and has no games because right now they've had very few exclusives other than uh, a couple games last year that were award winners. So it's pretty crazy. I think Keeves says it really well. They're humble. They offer these consoles where you don't need them. You can buy every game on PC. You could stream every one of them on a browser on a PC. It's not capable. You could play them on your phone, or you could you could stream them on your Xbox One. So more than ever, as we talked about like a half an hour ago, the console is hotter at a time when it's never been not so necessary. How do I say that? Go ahead. Can, yeah, I was going to say. If they boast about anything, they will boast their user numbers. They will not boast their hardware sales. They will boost their user numbers. I got to give a shout out to to Aaron Greenberg because I think he would. I think Aaron would. Aaron boasts about a lot of things. And if he could, that is. If if he was told, hey, don't talk. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's almost like when you know Infinite. They they they're like, look at this. It's the biggest Halo game ever with twenty million players that tried this thing out. They're gonna do that because they're yes. trying to go this direction of like you know, hop on Game Pass, play wherever the heck you want, uh, play on th- this system, whatever, anywhere that this is available. Like they just want people in their ecosystem, and I think they'll brag about that. They'll brag about like, mm-hmm. look at how many people are trying out our platform. So. That's what I think. If they boast about anything, I think that'd be the only thing. Speaking about yeah, that, boasting numbers and stuff, usually PlayStation's the one that boasts numbers, but we're not really hearing anything right. from them lately, especially with their game sales and stuff. Like, uh, usually, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, by now, Horizon Forbidden West, they would have been touting the numbers. It's kind of weird, yeah, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, obviously, from what we're seeing, Gran Turismo Sport or Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Forbidden West are slightly behind or maybe not too far ahead of what they expected because we talked oh. about that burst in growth from last generation to now games mm. of ex- gamers have exponentially flocked to the system and if you looked at a graph you would you would predict that horizon forbidden west would get a couple million more than the last one right well the thing is is you have to look at it well the way i look at it anyway is like they have two consoles they have two different generations that are selling these games so they're mm-hmm. cross-gen you would think that, you know, they sold like gangbusters. It, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, we're not hearing from either company in that regard. And 
I think Kibi, you're you're right. I, I think that the engagement they've they've been on top of that for some years now, and I think that's what they're going to boost for sure. Boast about. Um, you got a big super yeah. chat here. Yeah, I, w- I will get to it. Let's see. We got John TJ, who's always hanging out on the show. Thank you so much, John, for being here. It says hi, Colt. Hi, Fonz. Hi, Tony. He calls you by your your birth name, Flush Jackson. Thank you so much for the twenty dollars super. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I don't even I don't even respond to my birth name anymore. Uh, hey, Jiminy. No, it's not my name. He, he says, um, the PS5 is sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid oh. who's going with the girl who saw PS5 pass out at 31 flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. <laughs> what in the what, heck? What, wasn't that from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something? I, I swear <laughs> yeah. that's from that movie. Uh, I, I know a lot of 80s stuff, so I think that's... Well, I love that... Um, because I'm so old, like my channel demographics show that everybody is at a certain age, most people. So uh, when Fonz and I like to do the old, you know, yeah, 80s our demographics are like 60 and up. Right. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I mean, Fonz is a hit at the uh, old folks Remember home. to take your pills, people. I just want to put that out there for those of you in chat that need it. You know, your, your dinner pills. Go ahead and take Your those. dinner pills. <laughs> Margie Chani, thank you so much for the five. He says, if Microsoft really wants to win the gen, they have to use a Series S. Make the thing under 200 game over. I don't think they can. Mm. I think they're at like 250 or 300 is about where they need to sell it. Yeah. But uh, they are making money there. I was Genesee. right. Tony said it was from Ferris Bueller. See, so look at I, you guys. I, I, know my, hey, I know my stuff, my 80s movies. <laughs> Yeah, and shout out to to Fonz's show, Game Sock Live. He does five trivia questions on the air. It is a nerve-wracking experience, but I love it every time. Shannon C. Hayes, thank you so much for the $5 super. says, the fact that Sony's getting Wolverine as a permanent exclusive, and they don't own the right like they do with Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, they don't have to own the right, I think. That's why I kind of asked Keebs about Indiana Jones. The Xbox doesn't own Indiana Jones. They certainly could make it full exclusive or timed exclusive, so... Uh, I don't know. Xbox time. needs to It'll grab. They need uh, to grab a- like Aaron, that. Phil, whoever's listening right now, because I know at least one of them's listening to you, Colt. I know they are. Uh, <laughs> make it at least six months exclusive. It would be a, a big boon for the Xbox. It'd be, it, it, it would. I think that that would be a big, really big thing for Game Pass. Yeah, because I know Xbox fans are clamoring for like. A in a, a big established IP like especially that. if it's you know, a third party uh, party uh, third I can't even talk person. Uh, third yeah. person action adventure I, I we've been clamoring for one of those like uh, uh, something fresh for the Xbox and if we get a sort of Tomb Raider esque type game or dare I say Uncharted with this it, it, w- it would be huge and what if uh, Indiana Jones is a connect only game. Oh man, oh it's, a it's a card game. Oh it's a card game. It's like Uno. But, <laughs> it's a card game. Uno branded with that? Indiana Jones on it. Like, oh man. Oh, we're no. just kidding, chat. We're no. or, or are we? Yeah. Shout out to D DCRU Seeds. Thank you so much for the forty dollars super chat. That's an orange one. That's that's amazing. Thank Ooh. you so much. He says, "Do you guys have predictions on who's going to buy Ubisoft?" He's like, he 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 must have looked at the uh, topics list because he's like right on time here. Uh, do you think Xbox is in the position to add them as another big addition to support Game Pass's continued expansion? Let's talk about the whole Xbox is going to buy Ubisoft rumor or pipe dream. Keeps get us started on. Uh, you haven't played Assassin's Creed, but you've played some <laughs> Ubisoft games. What's your expertise on this idea? 
<laughs> well, so so here's my main thing that because this is going around, um, and the source of this, I think I was looking into this uh, earlier this morning because it looks like it was reported today or maybe last night or something. Um, there's just basically anonymous sources telling Bloomberg several companies, including the world's biggest private equity firms, Blackstone and KKR and Co, are considering a takeover for Ubisoft or whatever. And nutshell is just that Ubisoft might potentially be on the table. Uh, to be acquired and there are statements that they've said in the past that they are um, potentially like open to the idea basically and that they're willing to hear offers but they're not exactly advertising they're for sale so with that in mind I did a video a while back and I'm sure maybe you guys might have thought of this too when Ubisoft plus announced or is that plus I think it's plus when they announced that they are finally coming to console, but they only came to Xbox. They did not come to PlayStation with that. They've always been on PC with that, and finally when they come to console, they only came to Xbox, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, and maybe that was a sign. And around the same exact time, that's when they did the extraction day and date thing. So... They might be testing the waters with them, or at least they're building a relationship with Microsoft. Um, but I just, I never see PlayStation pulling that gun. I don't know how expensive that would be. Um, if anybody would do that move, it would be Microsoft. If it's gaming, just I hope it is. And it's not Amazon, and it's not Facebook, and it's not Google. Or Tencent. So, yeah. 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 Or Tencent. Yeah. So it's very possible. I just admit, like, I don't. I don't see it right now. I I feel like we have to wait until this Activision Blizzard thing closes to to hear anything that massive again. Until that closes, I don't think we will hear anything of that. Perfectly perfectly framed, I would say. Very perfectly framed. So it's the ending with that. Like um, you're not gonna if this deal has to go down in the next uh, several months. I think Keebs nailed it. Fonz, how much is Ubisoft worth? You don't have to look it up. I don't. Maybe you have an idea of ballpark. You remember Zocker dealer talking about how much they're worth. Is this thing possible? Do you think Xbox would even want them? I think they're worth one million dollars. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't. I don't know how much they're worth, but they're worth a lot. Come on, they've got to be. And this would be a huge figure for. um, I agree with you. It'd be a big risk because right now. They're being looked at, I mean, scrutinized for this Activision Blizzard deal that they're spending, what, 70-something billion dollars on. And Mm -hmm. they're looked at as a monopoly in a lot of people's eyes, or a potential monopoly, I should say, uh, in in a lot of people's eyes, which we know they're not, but that's just the, the optics. And if they were to say, oh, yeah, by the way, we're also buying Ubisoft. That would be insane. Like people would just yeah. be like, those same people would go, see, I told you they're becoming a monopoly. This is, you know, <laughs> we got to stop them now. No Activision, no Ubisoft. And I, I don't think that's going to happen. If they are on the market, unfortunately, unfortunately, Kibi, I, I think that you're possibly looking at like an Amazon acquisition because i picture it i picture it because uh, i don't no. see i don't see I sony like i don't see sony forking out that much money for them because i think they're at least 40 billion you know i i would i would throw that number out there at least they are a little sketchy i, I, was, I would I, remember, I would 
Yeah. I remember looking this up and like what like projected, you know, how much Capcom and Bandai and all this stuff is worth. And they're surprising, like nothing is even half as worth what the Activision Blizzard thing is, surprisingly. They were all like in the five to fifteen billion club, basically. So they're around the Bethesda size, basically. So mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, now that I look I at uh, Zenimax, the full acquisition, I, I think that they got them on the cheap compared to Activision Blizzard. Agreed. Like this is insane. Yeah. Like, a shout out to my buddy Kid Smooth in the chat who says Ubisoft is less than ten billion. I think um, I can't remember who said it in the chat. I got to give him props for saying it. Uh, it's it's right here. I can see some of the letters in my mind. Let me find it as I scroll up. Uh, Hargeet said it as well, but I got to give a shout out to the first one I saw. Uh oh, ViperX, RG ViperX said 5.1 billion for Ubisoft. Sounds like that's something you looked up because Hargeet says 5.2. So yeah, Kid Smooth also yep. says under the 10 billion mark for Ubisoft. And I gotta say, like Ubisoft, I said sketchy, but uh, while you guys are still talking, but Ubisoft is it's a little shaky about how their games come out. They have some of my favorite games, and they have games that I don't like, or some games that kind of flopped. Um, but they just make so much stuff. And I don't know. It seems like something Xbox would want. All this content, all these great AAA games. They make mostly all big AAA games that would go great in Game Pass. Uh, but it, it would. But it would. It, it would have time. to be. It would have to be well after the Activision Blizzard deal was all the way through, and Agreed. they got those games. And you're, I'm talking even maybe two years down the line, because you can't do that right away. Because people will start talking Monopoly again. Mm-hmm. And, you know what's kind of funny about this though is that they, they potentially would be having something every year. <laughs> oh no, they have that potential now. They, they already, they already do. have I mean, it. Yeah, Phil is but already they're promising. That That's what I mean. They're just on that streak he, right now. We're just Bethesda. Yeah, right, next it's, year. it's Activision it's, next year. Yeah, I mean, right now Phil yeah. said he wants to have a AAA every season or every quarter. So you'd have a spring, summer, fall, and winter. You'll have a big game. That, but that doesn't even count all the other things they're going to have. And I think he's kind of underestimating because once all these studios are ready to crank out games, if you look at a roadmap, I, I tried to build one out in a video. If you look at all the studios and how often they put out games, it starts to fill out. Remember Connect Four? the game yeah. connect four bonds oh, yeah. where you drop in and and before you get toward the end of the game like every spot is filled as you go across that's such a nerdy old 80s reference there but uh, from <laughs> milton and bradley but uh <laughs> shout out let me to get them. a they're probably Mil- yeah. yeah shout they're not a sponsor all right yeah. but shout okay, out to yeah. the, the chat with the they supers dreadpool uh another good friend says fawns and colt sponsored by fixident not by manscaping can you <laughs> Oh, Imagine man. super fixing it, poly dinner, whatever they used to call I, I, that. I take them out and put them in my cup. <laughs> they used to always do that. Uh, those old commercials, they take the dentures, they stick them to a coffee mug, and then pick up the coffee mug by the dentures. Shout out to the 80s. But Stark CMF, thank you so much for another $10 super chat. He says, this super chat is one of my personal favorites. I'd like to dedicate it to a young man who doesn't think he's seen anything good today. Cameron Fry, this one's for you. Uh, there's your uh, Wayne Ferris Newton, Bueller, right? right there. Wayne Newton, Donka Shane. <laughs> Yep. Old classic. Highlander 001, thank you so much for the $5 super. He said, the only real problem is the fact that they have 20,000 employees. That is a huge cost. That's Ubisoft, right? They have so many people working there. So many teams everywhere. Yeah. That's why it would be huge. Yeah. Be expensive. I put in the chat, how old are you? And I, I felt like, well, that's kind of a creepy question to ask, but it's, it's, how old are you, chat? I saw that and I was like, what? You're How like old ASL. are you? You're like yeah, on AOL Instant Messenger ASL. 
ASL question mark. I need to know. Are you near me? I'm in this city. Yeah. Yeah. Are you kids able to buy your M-rated games? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you have some guy stand out in front of a convenience store. Need me to buy Grand Theft Auto for you? (laughs) A lot of people out here, a lot of people don't even know the ASL and all that back in the day. Yeah. Weird, weird oh, times. Man. Great Shout times. The old Great chat times. times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. So, but one thing we can talk about with certainty with the Ubisoft thing is a pipe dream. It's an idea. It's a concept. But Microsoft just announced today that they are hiring a specific person to run Xbox Game Studio acquisitions and studio buyouts. Like they're hiring a person that will do nothing but look for studios to buy. KBG, who is Xbox looking at? Who would they like to partner up with? Uh, well, with, due to my time at Machine Games, and I can tell you everything about shows. <laughs> I bring it back that joke from earlier. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have no idea, but <laughs> I'm breaking my cover. But I have to be honest, I don't want them to buy any more publishers. I just don't. It's as you said, they've already, uh, you were saying before how they want to have a quarterly AAA release. Mm-hmm. They have over 30 teams. And if they gave each of those teams a three to five year development cycle, you're done. You're good. <laughs> but they hire this person because, yeah, they, they, they most likely aren't done if they're hiring for that. And if they did... I personally want them to fill that uh, that Japanese market up. I really do. I want them to get some platformer stuff, some JRPG stuff. Uh, and I, I admit, I'm into that stuff, but it's just a market that they really don't have right now. And I think that they could really benefit from doing that. So I would rather them go back to what they were doing in 2018 and what PlayStation has been doing. You already got two publishers under your belt, sort of three because Activision and Blizzard are basically two together. So now just go back to getting some studios that can help you on that department mm-hmm. and bring something like that every few years. It's way I smarter for them to platinum. buy a studio instead of <laughs> chill out like an FTC watch, you know, watchdog uh, acquisition uh, fawns. We've been talking quite a bit about who Xbox has worked well with. Uh, who would you like to see them pick up and bring onto the team, a studio? Because you know, I think I, I'm in agreement with Keeves. Uh, leave the publishers out. They already have two major publishers teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with I'm with Keeb here. I, I think that they just need to focus on the teams they already have, uh, get them all right, because we know that s- some of the development teams um, – are in need of uh, some great management right now. And and I, I think that they are being steered in the right direction already, but I think they need to focus on what they have, who they have. And then I, I think just continue to get more uh, deals with uh, multi-plat uh, developers and publishers to get their games into in Game Pass, like they've been doing. You know, the indies are nice. Uh, the AAA multi-plats that they, they've gotten have been nice. Just keep continuing with, with that alongside everything you've got, and they're gonna they're gonna do awesome, man. There's so many studios under the how many thirty two? There's over thirty, right? At Studi- least thirty yeah. studios, yeah. and and yeah. those yeah. in those studios they have multiple teams in them. Somewhere. Yeah, Mo- yeah. You're talking so, um, yeah, a lot thousands of, them on of developers have here. Two teams per. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thousands of developers here because each one has, you know, a couple hundred plus, you know, team, dev teams, you know, and I just see them making so many different games. Starting next year, I think we're going to see that roll out. And from then on out, it's going to be crazy the amount of games we're going to get in Game Pass. Real quick, let me read a super from Risket for a Biscuit, who's a good friend of mine. Risket for the Biscuit. He, I missed this one in the in the list. He says, with an Australian 8, thank you so much for doing this, Risket. He says, I'm with Cold on this. To buy Ubisoft or Microsoft would be a big risk. I can't see Ubisoft selling either. I think Jason's talking out of his uh, rear. Mm-hmm. He corrects himself. So, um, I mean, it sounds like they're looking to be bought, but I'm kind of with Keebs that some conglomerate may pick them up. Uh, I think Zocker 87, I was talking to him today. He said it like, it'll be like some telecom company, some company. We don't know what they do. Oh, I picked them up. So it's, you were, yeah. you were raising your hand before I read that Keebs. So you were going to say something. I hope I didn't. Um, knock it well, out of your it brain. was just, I saw. So if there was a studio, Platinum would be pretty cool. Bring back Scalebound, baby. Bring back Scalebound. Um, Ooh, but no, let it die. Team, huh? Let it die. I'm on that team. <laughs> I want that back. That die. crap looked cool. I want Fonz but, uh, and Keebs to arm wrestle but, for this one if, if Scalebound oh, comes back or not. Over the top. <laughs> I've learned the technique. <laughs> but, I've watched Sylvester Stallone. You're but going down, a shout out, no. A shout-out to Dylan. No. Uh, but a shout-out to uh, uh, Kids Move who brought up Sega. I don't want them to buy another publisher, but I have to admit, no. from my issues earlier, <laughs> Sega would fill all those because that, that has Atlas, the people that do the Persona games, and that has mm-hmm. you know the Sonic team or whatever. So that would instantly fill my issue if they did do something. And they, they work together well. Like Xbox and Sega have a partnership right now. They've gotten along. They've, they know how that all works, and it's organic. And I think that's fine. Leave it at that. They're working together well right now. Leave it at that. But I do exactly. agree that, yep. you know, they, they could potentially buy, like in the future, smaller developer, uh, developer mm-hmm. teams, you know. They, they could buy, pick up some smaller ones and help grow them as well. Uh, but right now, just work on what you have. You have so much yep. potential there with all these studios. It's going to be insane. I, I, I always think about all the games that we've seen on paper. I don't know if you guys in chat have looked at any of these documentations where it shows all the games they're working on even unannounced mm-hmm. like if, if it says uh, uh a dev team it might say like they're working on four games and three of them might say unannounced still right it's yeah. awesome to see that because it's like wow there's so many games coming up so many games yeah oh my gosh it is crazy i gotta ask you about one studio Fonz. do you think they should pick up crystal dynamics Crystal Dynamics, uh, they're kind of the makers kind of, of big, the great man, but, Tomb Raider but here's the thing. The Avengers. Again, this is a situation where they already have a good rapport with them. I mean, they're helping out with uh, Perfect Dark right now, which unfortunately isn't a third-person action adventure, but that's another story, you know. Uh, but, yeah, they're helping out there already. So Daryl Gallagher, you know, he's he was the head over there. Uh they, they've got a good rapport, so there's no reason to acquire them right now. I, I don't see a reason to. Yeah, I think they're going to test drive them for a little bit. Yeah. Botox has a $5 super says, what do you guys think about FSR 2.0? Do you think it will come to older titles or just newer? Thank you for the content, guys. I'm not going to bug you on this one, Keebs, because this is a super technical wing, but that I is what that is. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. That is uh, Fidelity Super Resolution, where it takes the game mm-hmm. 
and it uses an algorithm between each frame to sharpen the image to where it looks like 4K, but it's actually running at half of the uh, resolution performance-wise. You know, when you cut the resolution in half, you can double performance sometimes. So basically, you get great performance, double the clarity, the sharpness of the image. Um, I know this answer. It's a quick answer. It will come to newer titles as developers use it. It's something they could just turn on and run through a process and it's an algorithm. It doesn't have to be any special hardware and it will not come to older titles as far as I know, because it, it has to be built into the pipeline for the game unless they go back and patch it. So I would assume just newer, newer titles, but that's a good question. Motok. Yudana Kizada says uh, the X and C brought to you by rich chocolatey opal tea. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's super Malto super meal. Yeah. <laughs> I love Malto Meal. Lord Starkiller, mm-hmm. thank you so much for the $10. Says, looking forward to the AB- ABK acquisition. That's Activision Blizzard King to go through so we can get Call of Duty on Game Pass. Would be nice if Ubisoft Plus became a part of Game Pass. Keebs, do you think that Ubisoft Plus will throw in their hat like EA Access has done and say, hey, that's- we'll. I believe that. Like, that's, that's a lot more potentially likely. And that's what. Uh... I was teasing that a while ago and maybe a lot of others too. That could be more likely than them just outright buying Ubisoft. They didn't buy EA. They just partnered with EA to make that yeah. part of Game Pass Ultimate. So that could be much more likely. But if Ubisoft got bought out by somebody, would that even still be an option? That's a question. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Hey, if you're having a good time on the show, this is the XTC Podcast. I'm the host, Cold Eastwood. I'm here with Samurai KBG. And Jay Fonzarelli of Games Talk Live and the Fonzarelli Gaming YouTube channel. Yeah, yep. Oh man, I, I sometimes words are tough to, to say, to, but if you're today, having a good junior, yeah. <laughs> anonymity. If you're having a good time with the show, hit the like button. Let's get that 500. We've had uh, about 800 people watching the show. I hope you're enjoying it. We've got some more stuff to talk about. We're going to get into Xbox's new event and their announcement coming here in just a moment. I've got a couple su- super chats here from. King Metro Chan, thank you so much for the vices. Call it Dark Horse Contender, but I think Microsoft will buy From Software. And I'm going to shake my head and say, uh, I don't know why Shit From Software would even want to be sold. They're doing amazing on their own, but they will never it is sold. something to think about. <laughs> never be sold. If I was From Software, the way things are going, business as usual, they're doing a great job. They just had the biggest game of the year. And I, it, I, was, I, was, I was told on Twitter that they were bought by Sony, were they not? You were told that on Twitter. Oh. Yes, that's, that's absolutely right. You were told oh, that. Man. Flame, thank you so much for the two, it. says Xbox needs to buy Square Enix and then stop right there. I mean, Keebs, that would pretty much seal the deal, wouldn't it? Square Enix and all for of their JRPG uh, studios. Side, yeah. Yeah. But they just need but to work are... with Square more. PlayStation works with them constantly. Exactly. PlayStation's the better partner for them, and Xbox yeah. is already... Establish someone in Japan. They're going to work on partnerships and put together maybe a game studio That's there. Right. But it's really about that partnership to get people aware that Xbox is a great platform to put your game on as well. And I think that's the best way to say it. Yes. Jonas the Dad, thank you, says Starfield will be the herald of the game flood. Uh, it might be right before then. And we're going to talk about that when we talk about this, this the uh, big Xbox game showcase. Wolf Assassin, who's been a member for 12 months with the Ori picture says, I just want to see Xbox summer showcase right now. We can deal with accusations, accus- <laughs> accusations, accusations <laughs> later. <laughs> I love it. Although I wouldn't be opposed to platinum or Itagaki games. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
Shout out to the people who want platinum. Platinum's also hit or miss. They have some of the best games. They also have some of the worst, but they are super talented. One more. Jonas the Dad says, this super chat brought to you by Werther's Original. <laughs> you guys are messy. We are so old. Uh, Swindiferous also <sighs> says, From Software has a parent company, don't they? Keeves, do you know about uh, From, From Software's parent company they that do. owns them? I don't remember. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, but they do. I don't. I don't remember much about that, though. So not for sale, basically. No. Uh, all right. So here is, um, let me just read this quote in we'll, we'll the acquisition talk. This was the announcement for the person they're hiring. It says, we partner closely with gaming leadership team to identify and evaluate transformative growth opportunities. Our charter includes helping to answer Microsoft's gaming's most challenging business questions, leading games, merger and acquisition program, like Activision, Blizzard, ZeniMax, Double Fine, et cetera, and identifying and understanding key industry dynamics. So that kind of goes back to what we've all three of us established here. They want to figure out who's the best fit and who will work with them before they get out the checkbook. But let's talk about the game showcase because this is the setup. Let me start us off with um, normally around June 13th this year, which would be the first second Sunday of the month for June, Xbox would host their E3 event, their game showcase and I would fully expect them in about one month from now to announce that that game will t- that sh- game showcase will take place only on YouTube and Twitch, online only, uh, to be out on June 13th. That's my most solid prediction based off what we know and what we've seen. But I was talking to someone behind the scenes Uh-oh. that said that Xbox may do a Sunday show. Hold, hold show up, hold all- up, hold up, hold up. This is exclusive. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. That Xbox will do a Sunday show, uh, and I'll and I'll just add in my opinion, June 13th in the morning, and then Monday, Pete Hines could an, uh, lead the Bethesda ZeniMax showcase back-to-back with mm. Xbox branding like they did last year because right now we're in the situation where Xbox's first party has a lot to say, and Bethesda yeah. has so much to say that the idea is there's no way they're going to do a two or two and a half hour show, which is a long time and try to shoehorn everything in. Yep. All of these need their, their spotlight. So uh, put your thinking caps on chat and audience and keeps and fawns about what needs to be shown and what is expected to be shown at this showcase fawns kick us off. What's first party oh, outside okay, of Bethesda? Uh, you know, I, I think that they need to start, you know, I, I wish that they could show anything from Perfect Dark, but we know they're, what happened there. And I, I don't think they're really going to show anything on that at this time. They, you know, because they've, they've pretty much stuck to saying that they're not going to show what isn't ready. And we know that's far off. Uh, State of Decay 3, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be shown either. I think that's pretty far okay. off as well. But I think here's so what far, is so going to be announced. No, it's not so good because I haven't even said anything that they're going to show, Colt. It's terrible. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm a, I mean, I agree with you yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah, in your yeah, 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 yeah. But I do think <laughs> that they are finally going to announce and showcase uh, Forza Motorsport Eight. I think that will be one of the things they do uh, because we haven't really heard from it, and everybody's kind of expecting it this year. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to show it, and that'll be coming out holiday uh, this year. And, um, of course, with Bethesda, Starfield. Okay. Starfield gameplay. And that's okay. why at the Bethesda show, I think that they're going to show 
that like, I think they're going to show like a good 15 minutes of like gameplay and kind of a breakdown of things that you can do in up. the game. Get everybody really hyped, you know, a really good hype gameplay trailer for that. That's what I'm most looking forward to, honestly. But I want I want yeah. you to take the take us on the road to Bethesda Fonz, but I want to hear from Keeves because yeah. you kind of set up some of the games we might not see, which is perfect. I mean, you're you're setting it up perfect. Uh, Keeves, what from Xbox first party studios and some of the partnerships do you think we're going to see at the Xbox event? So I don't get you like stuck into trying to talk about all the Bethesda stuff. Yeah, just the Xbox stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, I think motorsport is actually a pretty gosh darn safe bet because that was announced mm-hmm. back in uh, 2020 and we used to get those pretty gosh darn frequently if I remember right and it's probably about time so I definitely think motorsport is a solid bet and honestly that is probably it <laughs> in terms of Xbox no. Games no. Studios. No, now, no, 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 no. You know what could happen though, Kibi? Is adjust one more thing at the end and show gameplay for Avowed. Now, I'm not Avowed, expecting I'm, I'm not. expecting <laughs> Avowed to be nearly ready. I think yeah. it's very possible we'll see gameplay of Avowed and that it comes out in six to eight months from the event. I think it's um, actually not too far away because just Corden of Windows Central so next saw, spring. Next spring. saw some rough gameplay. Uh, they hadn't tightened the graphics on level oh, three level yet. Three. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. What what do you think, Keeves? Um, are you are you going to argue with Fonz and I on about where do you think it's sitting? That's it's fine if you do. I just block you on Twitter. when they showed it. That didn't seem like gameplay to me. I'm always skeptic when I am looking yeah, at something that was a cinematic. I feel yeah, like yeah. if I see and that's why I'm really skeptic about Redfall, which we'll get to. But like Ooh. when I see something oh, yeah. that's a cinematic, I feel like we are not seeing that game. That if it's not the in-engine thing, we're not going to see it for at the minimum another year, but more likely probably two. But that's just me. But so, uh, when did we see Avowed? Do you remember? Can you pinpoint? That the... was twenty twenty. That was July twenty twenty. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's possible. But um, but I saw somebody bring up contraband in the chat. Mm-hmm. Maybe, very, very maybe. That's another big maybe for me. Um, I'm pretty much otherwise. thinking of. I'm thinking of the stuff that was announced at like that July twenty twenty showcase. Now it's been two years. Yes. Will right. we see stuff from that showcase? Um, the only one I am fully expecting is Motorsport, but uh, Contraband and Avowed would be very pleasant surprises. And uh, uh, the timing might be neat to showcase like whatever these narrative events in Season 2 of Halo Infinite is, if it's significant enough to market that. Um, and uh, honestly, everything... Hellblade 2. Yeah, that's the go. other bet. Yep. Actually, Motorsport and Hellblade 2. Hellblade 2, not as much as Motorsport, but I think there's a good chance for Hellblade 2 because that was announced yep. way back in 2019, at the end of 2019, granted. But it's been it's been th- almost three years since then. They showed a good, decent chunk at the Game Awards. It might be time. Um, As far as Contraband, I've heard that people have seen some of what contraband is it's a third person heist game right set in the 70s mm-hmm. so avalanche is working on it. this is the team who brought us the just cause series that just cause has fallen rage, off right rage two rage. and and yes and they made rage yes. two so uh which is a first person game so uh my 
faith. I don't like using the word faith in gaming, but my <laughs> my confidence Your in contraband is a little wishy-washy. I'm excited about right. something if they really want to riff off of the 70s era, you know, where they want to riff off of the stylistic and the music and just the aesthetic of 70s. Like, it, you don't get that often. Period piece games are pretty rare lately outside of, like, Mafia, right? Mafia so 3 did is, well there, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a great game uh, yeah. that nobody liked. Anyway. Yeah, I know, except us, yeah. This you and I liked it. So yep. uh, Contraband is very – I'm very confident we will see a gameplay reveal because what Xbox – I see Keeb's got to say something. Xbox likes to show gameplay the year of or a year window for release. Yeah. So I think yeah. we're going to see a lot more gameplay – Way more than we saw last year. Keeps take it. Yes. Um, I just sees. I've been seeing some people in the chat bring up. Uh, just goes on the Xbox side of things. Partnership stuff. There is a good deal. Like I'm super excited for Somerville. That is an indie game that is coming day oh, yeah. on to Game Pass. Um, I forgot what it was called. There was like a very artsy, Re- replaced, cyberpunkish replace. Yep. 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 Uh. uh uh, and scorn scorn as well like there's a good deal of like kind of partnered games that could very much happen yeah too. yeah we'll see scorn even though it's coming out in october so like mm-hmm. I, I i would i would rather see that in some other type of reveal but yeah you guys are probably right Is, isn't it kind of crazy though when you think of just the first party there and you think about i mean they're all first party including bethesda bethesda but i know you're talking about just the the first party uh, before Bethesda came to be under Microsoft and their show. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's crazy to think about how just the games we mentioned alone that could possibly be there, Hellblade 2, um, you've got Forza, you've got uh, Contraband, you've got, yeah. uh, what was the other ones we mentioned too that could be there? You've got- Avowed. 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 You've got big games there that have the Able. potential to be shown this year. I don't think we'll see. I've, I'm looking at my graphic that I've put together right now of some of the IPs and franchises that are set with Xbox. Some of them are Activision include. I'll kind of leave those out. But I'm going to ask you guys, and then you can answer for the chat, if these games will make an appearance at this E3 showcase. Is there a Wolfenstein game ready to show Keebs? Oh, unless they have two teams. I don't know if they have they, two teams. I mean, what do you know about machine games? Because they said they were working on. Don't you don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just I just would find that weird if they only had one team and they're working on both Indiana Jones and Wolfenstein. But I remember what you're mm-hmm. talking about. They said they were potentially working on something else. So they said that Wolfenstein was still going. So my other question, yeah. Fonz, is this: Are we going to see something like a cinematic or a conceptualized trailer? for indiana jones at this oh, event or is it too early uh, no i think it's too early i i, I think that, yeah it's too early because i don't even think we're gonna see a fable i don't think we're gonna see anything about i think fable, i don't really. think so either do you guys think that we'll see something from coalition regarding them working on a new Ooh. franchise or that they've started to work on gear six so they're doing i both saw right somebody now. say that in the chat and yeah, I'm raising my arms if you're a podcast person. I, 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 I saw somebody <laughs> in the chat, like Gear 6, maybe. I was just talking about this with my buddy, and I'm like, dude, Gears 5 was September 2019. It's been three years, and they used to be on that same cycle Halo was every three years. And mm-hmm. we don't know what's coming next for Gears, but 
maybe they're trying to avoid what happened with Halo. They're like, let's wait until we're close. Well, but, um, well I think I think Gears would get an extra year by default because they won an extra year. And then you add another year on because everybody's had an extra year because what's happened. So I, I, I don't think we're. Oh, that's my alarm. I'm going down. Ship's going down. Mayday, mayday. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, the studio is flooding. Uh, no, I, I don't think we're going to see a gear six right now because I, think, so. I think it's way too early because they said that they were going to be working on a new IP before gears. Okay. So even if they started work to do something on gears, even say in the last two years, still way too early. And and I think that they're just now like getting a grasp on Unreal Engine five and everything, and they want to implement that into Gear Six. I think they're going to take their time with it, really flesh it out, really make it a complete like just uh, just a showcase of a game. It's going to look amazing. It's going to feel amazing, mm-hmm. and they they want to yeah. put a lot of time into that. I think so. We're, we're that's a ways out. Yeah, I've got a lot to say about Gear Six. I I won't do here tonight. Absolute yeah. sword ass. Thank you so much for the $2 absolute story. He says, where's Bright Memory Infinite? Mm. Mm. It's one one developer working with a small team. Um, I didn't really love the demo. Oh, it was I a demo. That's right. I, I was bought confused. it twice. I, I yeah. bought it on Steam because it looked really super promising. And then it came to Xbox as a paid demo. Horrible. And I and I critiqued that for being a, a paid demo that was 25 minutes long. Should have been yeah. free. Um Motox says, this is a great question for Fonz, and then I want to kick it over to Keeves because I don't even know where he sits on this. I know where Fonz does. Motok, thank you so much for the two hours. says, will Saints Row 5 be a hit or miss? I, I think it'll be a it'll be hit, uh, a more of a hit than a miss because right now, or well, it doesn't come out till August, uh, but I'll say it's going to be a hit just because I think a lot of people want this type of sandbox gameplay. Um, despite the story being just crazy and kind of dumb, uh, the game itself looks like a lot of fun, a lot of customization and things you could do in the game. It's gonna a lot of people are gonna have fun with it, man, including myself. So well I, I can't wait to play it. What about you, Keebs? Are you uh, are you got like your cringe hood on to keep you away from Saints Row, or how are you feeling about that? No, the Saints Row series, I've mostly experienced through a friend. I myself didn't touch it. I just would watch him play it all the time. Um, but uh, if I was like the over or under here, I think over as well. Like, I think I'd lean more towards, I'm not saying like a massive hit, but no. more successful than failure, basically. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be fun. I just wonder how people are. I, I feel like that game is going to undersell and it's going to, yeah, you know, upset maybe. the team. And I, I just know I'm with Fonz. We're going to have so much fun with it, and we're going to get made fun of for enjoying it. Because hey, can we co-op that game? I'm pretty sure. All the other ones. That'll be fun co-op. if we jump in and just run around together and do some crazy stuff. As you'll Rose, be Burt always Reynolds, a good time. and I'll be, I'll be crazy buff Cold Eastwood. It'll be amazing. Hey, there welcome to the channel membership. Flush Jackson for joining the channel membership. You get early access to videos. Every month I do a merch giveaway, which I'm behind on sending one to Yodani. He won last month. Um I'm not wearing my merch now, but you get to pick what you want. I just send a link to the store. You pick a mug, a, a, a cup like this, or a shirt of your choice, and then I'll send it out to you. But thank you so much for supporting the show. Lord Starkiller with the $5 says, another 80s reference. <laughs> where's the beef? Uh, oh, yeah. Of course, Fonz. What product is Wendy's? Wendy's. Wendy's. Two old ladies. Yep. <laughs> it was. I always thought it was Burger King, but it was Wendy's? No, it was Wendy's. Oh, man, you know your stuff. So, uh... 
two more games I got to ask about. Then we got to talk about <laughs> uh, a tough subject is Redfall. Well, first of all, I'll say, will we see Everwild? Make that a short, a short answer. God, Guys, will we I see Everwild? So. God, I hope so. I really hope so. I have no definitive answer to that, but I really hope so. Just tell us what the heck is this game? Just please. Please. Well, I know they're I know they're working in a combat system, so that's a good thing. Fonz, do you care about Everwild? Or do you think we're going to see it, or uh, if they give them have to give them do, distance? Do I care about Everwild? From what we saw originally, no, I don't care at all. I I, I think it looked crazy. I, I'm not a fan of of that particular art style. That's why I wasn't a big fan of like um, uh, what is it, uh, Sea of Thieves? But yeah, yeah. but um. Could it be a great game? It could be, but I, I don't know because they didn't even really show what it was about. They didn't even know what it was about. They kind of right. just showed, you know, some tree hugging and some seeds uh, pollinating. I, I don't know. They just showed, <laughs> showed a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I said- like anybody out there that says, oh, I was looking forward to this game. No, you weren't. You didn't know anything that was happening. You didn't know about the yeah, gameplay or anything. It was just that's oh. true. It was just visual. Well, I on said the on the show, it was cartoon. That's what it was. I said on the show like a month ago uh, that if it if it reinvigorates a modern Viva Pinata, it could be a big deal. Ah. But that doesn't mean it might be something that I'll love. But we'll see. Viva Pinata. You think it's going to be something like I didn't see that at all. <laughs> well, but that was my, I hear what you're saying. Was, like, because you know, you you tame the animals, yeah, and you I, get them I, to work for you. And if it recaptures some of, like, like, if they that. they kind of yeah. modernize and make more expansive with four player co op or an online sense. open yeah. big world where you build and you tame creatures and you name them and you, you go and find a plant and you, and you find out what it is and what it can do and you combine all these things and make something like it could be a big deal. It might not be the game for me, but. Just like Sea of Thieves, it could get 20 million people playing and be a massive cult hit on Twitch streams. What if, Who you, knows? What, what if you just walk around hugging trees all day? What if that's then the whole I'm game? There for you know? <laughs> You're there for it, huh? I'm game there pass. for it. Yeah, yeah. See, Kibi's there for it, too. Look, he doesn't like uh, RPGs, but he'll play hugging trees all day. Wow. No. <laughs> yeah, it could be a big deal. What is he's out there hugging trees as I'm watching on the uh, on the seven second delay? You guys, yeah, you guys are amazing. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about Halo um, season two. Oh. You guys are you guys. Why are you got to disappoint? Why do you got to bring the show down and get depressed here? And come on. Well, let's let's make Wait, this you quick. mentioned Redfall before that. Are we skipping that. Oh yes, we have to talk about Redfall. Yeah, talk about okay, Redfall. how about this? How about this? This is my show. Gosh dang it! Hit the like button if you're having a good time, and if you don't <laughs> want to hear us whine about Halo, hit the like button for sure. We got to talk about Redfall because I was watching the trailer again. Many times we see this stuff, and we don't go back and really put a magnifier on it. Mm-hmm. Keeves, what's going on with Redfall? And then we'll get to Fawns. Like, what are you expecting? What's going to happen? Well, they were supposedly in development for this game, I believe, a year before they revealed it. So I just, I said, I teased at this earlier. All we saw was a cinematic. The cinematic showed us a good deal of, like you were saying, if you look at it with the magnifying glass, it probably showed us a good deal of, like, concepts for the game. Uh, I, I think that's, that's actually, okay. I was going to say it's crazy, that Bethesda revealed that game and was like, guess what? Summer next year. Yeah, but that this was is that. also 
this is also the same company that's like, here's Fallout 4 or Fallout 76. It's coming out in a few months. Like, what? <laughs> like, oh, so, yeah. so right. they've done crazy crap like that before. So it might be possible because of that. Um, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping it still happens, not in like the usual summertime, but they actually push it to the fall. So it's actually red fall. It comes out. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> red fall. Fall. Yeah. And it comes out October. Oh my it's a Halloween game. It's a good the Fonz, Halloween what do you game. Ex- <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's know, the name it's of, this, of, of the town, but. Yeah, it's kind of genius, like though, you know, being put out around Halloween, but. You know, it, if if my uh, if I'm thinking about the dates, um, I think very October close. October 28th is a Friday. So, but then mm. I think that that might be a day God of War could drop. So that would be bad mm. for Redfall. Uh, but no, Redfall going straight into Game Pass. It sounds accurate because <laughs> um, well, I, I don't have too much to say about Redfall. I, I've I've heard some things, and I just think that this is a game that I particularly won't really play much. I will try it, of course. And if it's great and I like it, I'll say so. But um, what it, what does it remind you of, Fonz? Because uh, I know you're, you're in the same From what I've heard, of some of the things, and you've heard things too, Colt, it, to me, if, if what we're hearing is kind of true, it's kind of reminding me of Back for Blood in a way, and I don't really mm-hmm. care for that. There's See, a couple the other games. Part, I adore yeah. Back for Blood. <laughs> Do you? I, I, I always that hear that's that. Fine. That's fine. I always hear about people that absolutely love bad. that game. It's not bad. It's just not great for me. I... It really Shout just depends. To... Yeah, because it does look like it's a co-op. You know, yeah. not shooter, but a co-op experience to go on missions together with people potentially. So, which, yeah, actually, sorry, Colt. Um, I thought of this. Please don't let it be Ninja Theory's Bleeding Edge. Oh yeah, Ninja yeah, Theory absolutely. was such absolutely. a praise oh, studio for what they did with Hellblade, and then they just the second they became a Microsoft studio, they produced Bleeding Edge, and people did not care for that game. Arcane play, is a well, super praise studio, and I hope the second they become an Xbox studio, they don't they didn't get forced to just spit out this. Well, Arcane game. I mean, we know that Phil and Matt Booty and the team are not saying you know what you know games of service you got to do this, but mm-hmm. um, it is interesting to see. This is Arcane Austin, the big team, who did Dishonored 1 and 2. They did Prey. And I think so. They did Prey. Pretty sure that's not Arcane Leon. Leon. Uh, well, Leon, sorry. I, I, uh, I got to say, though, like when it comes down to Bleeding Edge, typically, I mean, not many MOBAs do well on console. They just don't. And, that, and that's what the game was. It was a MOBA. Well, and it, there's a couple yeah. other games, Fonz, that you and I played together. And you kept spamming the, the 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 emoticon. Sorry, sorry. That was uh, World that was, War Z. Uh, World, was it World War Z. Z? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, World and War I Z. like that game, but it just wears on me really quickly. I felt the same with Back for Blood. But Alvin yeah, in the chat yeah. says that it's more like a Borderlands clone. We did hear that. That's not very good for Fonz. Fonz doesn't love Borderlands, but that's really good for me. But we also heard that it was a Borderlands type game. It felt very Borderlands like. And then another person said the, that leak was inaccurate. It's more like back for blood or world war z and then you've got this evil dead game coming out uh i can't talk about that because i've been testing it a little bit in the insider program i don't know if i'm supposed to talk about that but um yeah i yeah we're a little worried about 
picking a standard character and you don't build or grow the character. You just pick up a couple equipment pickups or, you know, an upgraded sight on your gun and you just move from level to level. I, that stuff isn't working for me. So yeah. but arcane Austin is really amazing. I just can't see them making a paint by numbers, generic, you know, left for dead. One of me. I agree. I agree. It just, and I don't picture it either. I really don't. That's why I'm hoping like it, it looks like that, but it's not, it's some kind of middle ground, maybe compromise. I don't know. I also have to interject because I know we're all thinking it right. We know the game is in first person and that you, I think you can change the camera to third person, Making a game third person doesn't automatically make it better because there are lots of games that look pretty good, run at yeah. third person, but it's just like, it's just a camera angle. It's not really about being in third person. I think what we're all mean is a game where your character moves around the world, can mantle and climb and interact with the world instead of running around with a gun, which a lot of games do in third person. It doesn't make them amazing bangers, but I don't know, chat. Let me know what you think about that. Uh, let's see. Hargy Chani, thank you so much for the five. Says Everwild, the tree hugging RPG, just for fawns. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, we'll see what's Everwild. But uh, you know, shout out to Jose Linares who said he made a m- multiple accounts to hit the like button so that he wouldn't have to hear about Halo. If anybody's wondering what's going on with Halo, they're very far behind in their content. They're having lots of internal problems, and people are not happy with the frequency of the content. I'll Fawns. just say I'll, I'll say this. I, I think you know they're a talented studio. You can't take that away from them. They look what they built with the game that we we've been able to play and see so far has has been great with Halo Infinite. Um, but there's something there going on to where they're not getting things done efficiently. I'll say, and I think that's mm-hmm. due to management. I think you have to look at the top when things aren't working, doing uh, well at your studio, you have to go to the top because if you've got a bunch of talented individuals underneath you and they're just not getting it done, it, it's got to be leadership. It's It's got to be. And hopefully, hopefully Microsoft gets that situation under control because uh, what I played with the campaign, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was mm-hmm. a great campaign. Um, could they have done more in the game visually and stuff? Yeah. But I think, again, I think that they just didn't really put out – they didn't really put out the product, I think, that they really wanted to. Like, I don't think they got everything in there that they pro- probably wanted to in time, especially without the mm-hmm. co-op and stuff like that. That was a big thing to, you know, omit from a game that traditionally had co-op there day one. That was a tough choice for them, so, too, and it was and tough then for Forge, us fans. Of course. But, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it, it all starts at the top. And they really need to get things under control there because Halo Infinite is is a good game. Well, what's your opinion of Halo and how it's sitting, Keeps? Um, so Halo is one of my two favorite game franchises of all time. Here's here's your boy. Here's your boy. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> love that statue. Um, yeah, and so with that in mind, it really is like my two favorite game franchises of all time is Kingdom Hearts and Halo. Fun fact um okay and and so there's a lot of people like especially a lot of halo fans that just wanted infinite to be that game that made halo not necessarily what it was but just super relevant again because that's the thing halo's been losing relevancy the past two games 
And that's not just because of the quality. That's also because there's just so much, as you said earlier, Colt, gaming is getting huge. There's so much being produced for it now. And it's hard to stand out when there's just so much stuff coming out. And with that in mind, that was the issue. We had a great honeymoon. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to it. put it. We had a yeah. great honeymoon when Infinite launched. I was seeing just tons of praises for the campaign. It was the best campaign 3 4 had made. The multiplayer people thought was fun. It finally played like a true like sequel to three. It was awesome. And what I'm telling people is when season two comes around, it's going to be the same thing. We're going to have a blast for the first month. And then we're going to yeah, be waiting. Yeah. We're going to be waiting. And, I gotta th- and that's a problem because that doesn't keep people around when all this stuff is coming out. So, yeah, I mean, um, luckily the drop off happened right before Elden Ring, which would have stopped that anyway. Fawns, right. bring your mind back to your destiny days. Somebody mentioned in the chat that, you know, oh, yeah. how's destiny doing? Um, when destiny launched destiny one in 2015, I think it was, what was the multiplayer like? Uh, what was the on? Well, I mean, there was online co-op from the start. So, well, there was a lot of issues. What was the drop off? What was the drop off? What was, what was on offer compared to Halo Infinite that you can remember? I think when you compare the two, uh, look, um, I, I think the, just the fact that destiny had a much more uh, variety of weaponry and stuff within the game than Halo had, or even has, uh, was a big thing for people. That and, of course, uh, just the game mechanics. There was a lot more to do in that. And I have to disagree with Kibi just a little bit on his assessment with Halo Infinite um, when he says that, you know, people, the honeymoon phase is over and people are just like falling out of, you know, whatever with Halo. I don't really? believe that because the thing is, is when Halo added, because when you take a game and you just add some fresh mechanics, it could do a lot for a game. It could also hurt a game, but mm-hmm. I think in the case of asking uh, of adding the grapple hook into Halo Infinite, it made mm-hmm. it so much better than the old Halos. It. I loved the grapple hook in this game. It really remember did a the, lot re- for the reception me. was like grapple. Hook. Yeah, oh yeah, because in most <laughs> games you get a grapple hook and you're just like whatever. It's a grapple hook. Horizon Forbidden West horrible grapple hook implementation. Ugh. Yeah, but. Yeah. In Halo Infinite, it was incredible. It was fun to use. Being able to pick up stuff, you know, the weapons, the little bombs, uh, just even going into a banshee, you know, grappling up to a banshee and jumping in there. Amazing stuff. It was, and it was so well done because you could grapple everywhere. So the foundation is like, so I know people in the chat are worried about. It's the lack of modes. Here's what it is. I'm going to get into that. I think where people are falling out of it a bit, where Kibi is right, is the multiplayer and the reason being is because nowadays the multiplayer uh, landscape here is so different now kids and even adults are playing games like Fortnite, like a big battle royales and stuff apex yeah Yeah. apex they they love these different game modes that halo doesn't have and i think that is a really core issue with the multiplayer Mm -hmm. i think it's the lack of modes i think it's the lack of maps i think it's just things within the multiplayer that really need uh, fixing there and it could be fixed like they could add more and get people back to loving halo again it could happen overnight so was did destiny have like a little falling off because um 
I know that once two came out, the fans that love, like people who don't like Destiny, they, they don't get to talk about this because I'm one of them. I don't love Destiny, but I know that the game just kept people going and going. And to them, it was incredible and it offered so much and they couldn't stop playing. But Halo mm-hmm. doesn't have that right now. But it's one of those things that the game's just going to get better and better. And I guess at one point, we're going to look back and say, man, that first year or two years mm-hmm. was, that was yeah. rough. And, like and, and Cole, gonna... you know me, I've been very hard on 343. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I've been very, very hard on them. But when Halo Infinite launched that campaign, I loved it. It was great. So yep. I'm not just saying this stuff to to sound like, oh, I'm, I'm being a shill or whatever. No, it has great core game mechanics. The gameplay is fun. It's still Halo, but it's got new mechanics that work. Uh, they just need to do more with that multiplayer. That multiplayer just needs... Unfortunately, I hate to say it, it should have been the game should have been delayed. Yeah, uh, you're you know, not the only one who says that. It have, have been, would yeah. you would you say it should have been delayed another six months or a year? Oh gosh, it could have been six I, months. If I they don't know about a year, but I think six months. Yeah, because they I wouldn't be maintaining so. the live service while it was going right, so they could have yeah. waited six months. Yep. Uh, where would that put them in in like May or June? Yeah, they wouldn't have as many. They'd basically be coming out about now, you know, like like a ne- next couple weeks, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd if be coming you were... out when season two starts. Yeah, and we're talking so about Keith... season two. We still don't have co-op. Yeah. Like, so Keith, yeah, if you were running, if season. you were running the show, if you were running either the show with Xbox or you were making the choice at three four three, which would be your higher priority: the twentieth anniversary launch or Forge and co-op at launch? If you got to make the choice. I mean, it, it have to, okay, here's the thing. It have to be the, the second, it have to be the forge and co-op. I admit, what if, you know, it's wait, so... what, wait, what if they showed you that? What if you're the, the, the account people or account people showed you the numbers and said, if we launch in holiday with the 20th anniversary, uh, with the documentary, we're going to, we project this much money that we'll make. But if we launch in the summer, sales be down this much because <laughs> that could be real make the choice that, that do it could now be, <laughs> make your choice god because because that could be a legitimate point yeah there's there's the businessman that probably would go with what you just said and then there's the fan that goes with the latter you know mm-hmm. yep because yeah because that's the main thing um uh, I, I saw a couple people that said like you know the game launching without forge really hurt it because that's the thing uh for and everything before the game really took care of itself that was the beautiful part about halo it just took care of itself they would release map packs every season or whatever and by season i mean like real life season every three or four months they release like a good juicy three map map pack but here's six months and we get two um yeah so but but even if you didn't get that the community took care of the game and yeah i have yeah, to do my yes. best to cut myself off like because i could ramble about this forever because again halo is one of my two favorites it probably is my favorite but one of the things that made three such a legendary game no pun intended is that the community took care of it. you had bungee favorites you had forge you had custom games you had people mm-hmm. chatting like there was so much stuff that made people and there was all the modes it was all there at day one for people to go nuts with it just ha- like 
take care of themselves. But in Infinite, um, it's an early access game. I keep telling yeah, everybody the, that. This is their first Halo game that's early access. True, and it's free game. to play. And Jason Max in the chat's made some really good points. But he also has some like digging questions. Fonz, he says, it, Halo Infinite is a 10-year live service game. Does it really matter if it wasn't 100% at launch? Uh, yeah, of course it does. It, it, it matters. Um, because look at all the complaints now. Um, we're going into Season 2, and people aren't happy uh, a lot of people aren't happy anyway with what is being offered in, within season two and the fact that Forge isn't there, co-op isn't there. Mm-hmm. They're really upset by those things. Um, look, I even said it before, man. When we were talking, Colt, uh, last year, when we were calling for those delays on Halo, lots of mm-hmm. people were mad. And I was asking people, yeah, what happens if that co-op they promised in three months doesn't come out in three months? Because it probably oh, won't. did. And people were yeah. just like, no, it'll be there. If they're saying it'll be there, it'll be there. It's not. And and that's why I have to go back to the original topic, which is uh, you got management issues there. If they can't get out the product on time, I mean, you have to go back to that. And unfortunately, I don't want to point fingers at any one person because I'm sure there's a lot of people involved in upper management, but somebody there needs to take control. Because yeah, what's going on right now within the community, especially the Halo Core fan base, Kibi, you probably are a part of this, and yes, you see it in the I'm forums. Well aware of it. They're not happy, and they're, they're not, not very happy. nice either. No, they're not. They're not. And I and I feel for them. And chat, like I feel for you. All three of us do because we've established we love the Halo Infinite campaign. We love the modes we played. The game is fantastic. It feels incredible. I. I think Halo Infinite is the best yeah. playing Halo I've played in a long dang time. It is. So really to me, if co-op was there at launch and if the campaign, if that ring, I I, I feel like we're on one quarter of the ring. That's what they gave us at the, uh, at the outset. And then as they expand it, we'll get to another section of the ring. But if that ring had a snowy area up in the higher elevation, maybe if it had a jungle area at a lower elevation, that uh exterior that like outside uh variety would have been such a big deal because it's what it needs because halo games look amazing you go back and play halo four or five they are incredible looking in some ways look better than infinite uh and infinite has it's uh, art style yeah it's art art style style. it's great um but i hear you chat let's see we got uh risk it for the biscuit thank you so much for the australian eight he says halo has great bones Oh, I love it. He's right there with us. Needs content. If they were smart, they would have put Forge at the front and release it at launch. The community keeps mapped, go, yeah, keeps it going. Was saying. Yeah. Perfectly said. Risk it for the biscuit. Um, but I I think we could damage control. We have damage control, but I, I could damage control right here and just say, we're going to look back and say, man, that first two years sucked compared to what the game is now. That's not damage control. This is damage control. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> The game is great. Shut up. Stop stop complaining. Play the game. It's awesome. There's nothing it's wrong with it. Play. It's amazing. Shout out to other Zinc out there. No, there is so Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. okay. There's there's kind of two because I see like what Fawns just said, and there's Bobby Dazzle saying, Stop complaining, it's free. The man it's awesome. You guys ain't have a free content. So it actually begs a, a good question because we all agree and everybody that plays it agrees. Yeah. And the, the word foundation was used earlier. That's exactly what it is. The foundation has been set. And this is truly, uh, as Colt was saying, we're going to look back at this as the building years for the game, which is very different mm-hmm. from previous games. So that begs the question, 
what makes this core Halo community that, yes, I see a lot of, get so butthurt about this? And it's because they want it to be great. Yep. It's because yep. it's great, I would almost say. It's because of how good the game is that they're like, this is it. Mm-hmm. It's it's here. But it, <laughs> we're losing them. And and I think that's the ego part of it. It really is. It's the ego they part. They also of don't want to lose their community that like yeah. they can they've watched their community drop off. Like these are the people we play with. We don't want to sit in a lobby yeah. waiting for crank to find people. Yeah. It's really yeah. uh so I think we're going to see some good things, but um, th- I think there'll be a part of the show dedicated for the Xbox Game Showcase for Halo and what's coming forward. And uh, I think at the end of the year, Halo will, 343 will kind of come into a, a rhythm where they're ironing out problems with the engine. There's stuff they're not telling us that they can't tell us because it's all super technical. They're probably having problems with the engine. They're dealing with, uh, you know, getting everything working with the contractors, but we have really good things to look forward to with the Game Showcase. We'll be playing so many games that when the content drops for Halo, we're going to have to set aside stuff we love to get back into another game we love. This is the XC Podcast. I've been here with Samurai KBG of his channel. It will it is it will be linked in the description when it updates here. And Fonz from Fonzarelli Gaming and Games Talk Live. Guys, this is your opportunity to brag and tell everybody where they can find you and what to expect on your channels. And uh, we'll start with Keebs. Well, hello, everybody. It's been great to be the first time ever on this show, one I've always wanted to be on. And uh, yeah, I might have a show starting up myself soon. I thought it'd be a lot of fun, and I need to get these All guys right. on it. Um, I'm also a big otaku anime fan. If you like anime, I have a West Side Otaku channel. So uh, that is that Kingdom Hearts half, if you will. And yeah, I just especially love for you to geek out about whatever you're passionate about. I really resonate with that. So just love what you love and share it. Instead of saying it's good, tell me, why is it good? It was bad. Why was it bad? That's my thing. So if you want that, head over to Samurai Kibiji or West Out of Taku for your gamer. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. It's it's great to have this opportunity. Like I said, selfishly, it's good to be able to meet people like you and kind of make that uh, connection. But with Fonz, I've known Fonz for five years. Fonz. Five Tell years. people what's coming on the channel. Are you getting back to making production videos? Um, uh, I got don't the best know. Podcast. Well, right now it's it's very rough because uh, I'm going through a move and stuff, and this will be the last thing I take down. But when I do, it's going to be sad. Closet studio under the stairs. I'm going to miss it. Harry Potter Studios, as Nan- Nano calls it, uh, the broom cupboard. Uh, no, if you like, uh, you know, PlayStation and Xbox related stuff and talking about games and stuff, join my podcast every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific time. And that is Games Talk Live. And I talk about, yeah, PlayStation, Xbox. And if you like uh, old things, uh, old 80s game shows or old floppy disks like this, um, join us. Yeah, I, I have a great time there. Um, no, I don't talk about old floppy disks. You remember these, though, Colt? Remember these? I, I do remember those. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm cleaning the house and stuff, trying to get everything out, and I'm finding old stuff. I mean, I've got laws like, have a box of dude, those like above their computer. I'm like, what are you doing with these things? I found gaming magazines from t- uh, 2007, and I'm like, what are, what are these doing here? I, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, shout out to Fonz and, and Samurai KBG for being here. What oh, yeah, you can you find wanna... – oh, I forgot to tell them. Fonz really gaming, or you can type in Fonz gaming, and you'll end up fa- finding Fonz really gaming right there. So it's easy. 
Yes, and I will have your name Thank in you. the description as well that. so people can click that and go sub you guys have grabbed a couple subs while you've been here because the chat's yeah, amazing been shout awesome. out to you donny quezada and lethal papa and my moderator uh happy bomb for checking out all the supers hopefully i got everything uh covered you guys have been incredible if you want to check out the show or already if you have you're here listening to it in the future on spotify google pocket Podcasts, and apple Podcasts, and that is an audio only format where you can check that out as at your leisure but thank you so much for checking out the show guys we're going to get out of here and enjoy our night thank you so much and i will see you soon with another video i've got a little idea brewing in my head i'll put that together this week hopefully and uh i've got more news to talk about then because uh, some cool stuff going on this weekend i'll get to that in a little bit but thank you so much we're gonna hit the outro and get out of here have a good night guys and as Later. always be nice there it is be nice. <laughs> i love that